You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and hey, welcome to another episode of the Tadpog and Ian podcast. <laughs> Tyler and Dave play old games and Ian. <laughs> so, uh, we were going to originally do a Scott Pilgrim episode, and then we were going to do an Indiana Jones episode, but all the way around, it's my fault. I had to change schedules, uh, so that pushed back Scott Pilgrim, which didn't leave us much time for... Indiana Jones, and then I wanted to watch that with the kids because I've never seen those movies. I think it's a good idea. So, yeah, although good, those are good movies to watch with your with your kids, yeah. especially the, your kids at their age. Uh, that's a, that's the other thing. Yeah, because yeah, I was like planning because I'm rewatching them. Yeah, to talk about it, and I'm enjoying them, but it's like I was really close to being like I should watch these with Henry. And then, like, because they're rated like, like, yeah, they're PG. They're, they're PG, not but they're like 1981 PG. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's like, oh, there's a lot of blood and impalement for a PG. The guy who melts, and then <laughs> that's what we call. That's what we call Gen X PG. Right. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we Dad, what are Nazis? We talked about Nazis already. Okay. Yeah, because something came up in a YouTube video, and like with the swastika, because it was like he was watching a video about flags. And it's like there's this series of videos on like the history of like they'll take a country and do like their entire history of flags. And then so he was watching Germany Uh-oh. and, you know, nineteen forties come <laughs> yes, up and I was like, let's OK, this is a good opportunity to talk about what that is and what that means. Yeah. And we didn't get into the nitty gritty of it. It's but, an Indian symbol of reincarnation, Dad. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, I mean, I, it the used Nazis, to be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but let me introduce you to the power of marketing. Right. Uh, it ain't anymore. Because um, the Nazis are really, really fucking good at marketing. Yeah. I mean... The word propaganda <laughs> was practically invented during their during their time. So, fuck them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we had, the, we had the conversation where it's like, if you ever see this... Very brave stance here at the Ted Pog podcast. I know, right? Fuck, fuck Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> You joke. <laughs> you got to have to you say it joke. nowadays. You're <laughs> right. I mean, we, gotta, should. we are three middle-aged white guys. We need to go ahead and put that With public a podcast. <laughs> With a small following on the internet. In a very, yeah. very red state. Yeah, we definitely need to like be extremely clear. Yeah. We're not Nazis. No, we <laughs> don't do not like, Nazis. like them or support them in any way. Um, but yeah, I had to be like, okay, if you ever see this like in somebody's house, get out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Go home. Just call up, call me now. You're in danger. Yeah. Uh yeah, I could see that. I could see how or they might be. Tattooed across little... somebody's chest in the hospital. That's what also when I was like, I'm not doing this room. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, <yeah. laughs> um I could see I, I thought about watching him with Cohen and he he just turned six like last week. Poor kid. Monday, this past Monday. Was Labor Day right? Was his sixth birthday, 
And God love him, he got sick. He woke up and he was Damn throwing it. up and couldn't eat his birthday cake. It was just, it was sad. Poor that little guy. I felt so bad. Especially for him. after COVID. Right. He just got over COVID and he's still coughing, you know, and stuff. But uh, he he had a little tummy ache and was throwing up on his birthday. But he got to still come over and hang out with us all. Uh, he opened his presents and he had one bite of cake and he managed to keep it down. Mm-hmm. Tanya just went to all this trouble because he's super into Stranger Things, which makes me wonder he's probably okay with Raiders of the Lost Ark because you know <laughs> I don't know Stranger man. Things season four is it's a puppy shit. pretty dark yeah it's pussy shit happy <laughs> yeah I haven't seen Stranger <laughs> Things weak. season four it's but it's like... pretty it's pretty dark compared to the first three and he's seen that all the way through Grizzly wake up so, yeah yeah. <laughs> And Vecna and all that weirdness. Mm. It was it was scary, you know, from a standpoint of the previous three seasons. There's just so much violence in Raiders of the Lost. It, it is like in the super very violent. fucking beginning, oh, where yeah. it's like, yeah, the fuck <laughs> it? I don't want to spoil anything because Tyler's gonna watch it. But yeah. I mean, it's I've like, seen. I bet I've seen thirty percent of each of them. Pro- just yeah. with clips through Muppet and stuff. Babies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> primarily, primarily. That's how like I, a Boulder scene. Yeah. <laughs> So I watched Star Wars the first time. Essentially, it was an episode of Muppet Babies when I was eight. You yeah. know, uh, and then I was like, "Does this connect to that Muppet movie that I watched, Return of the Something?" <laughs> Mu- Turns out Muppet Babies did it <laughs> right. Well, they did it pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I think it was Gonzo as Darth Vader, which was like a really that's like the best of like Spaceballs. That's like Spaceballs right. meets meets Muppets yeah. meets Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought about that too, and I was like, eh, probably not going to subject him to that yet. I, I also think it'd be too boring. I think him. he would be bored yeah. with it because there are definitely parts where it's just like it's dull. It's it's Raiders. It Raiders is particularly dull, and really, Last Crusade is has a lot more dull parts to sure. it. The the second movie, Temple of Doom. Was always my favorite. That's the one I haven't rewatched yet. It was my favorite too. But what sucks about it is like being older and hearing like how it's not as good a film as the other two movies. And it's yeah, like, yeah, it, I guess that's right. You could tell that they were kind of <laughs> gearing that one a little bit more towards a family style right. kind of movie. But I don't want to get too much into sure, that sure. because that's just I talk know. about But that's all I want to talk about right now because I just watched this movie. <laughs> They're so good. And I just, I grew up loving these films. They were, they were right up there with Star Wars for me. Yeah. I, mean, I was super into Raiders. I loved it. I even had a, an Indiana Jones style fedora at one point. Nice. And I was even back in the uh, late 80s, I was teased about that a lot. So I stopped wearing it. Bring it back. I should. No, wait. No, I'm not going to do that today either. <laughs> Different connotations. <laughs> For sure. For sure, m'lady. Um, We're not Nazis or incels. I feel like we need to make that clear as well. All three of us are married. Yep. <laughs> I'd like to see an incel do that. <laughs> Can you be married? I've never heard experienced girl and take these kind of stances. Just saying. <laughs> I watched um, The Last Crusade for the first time. I'd never seen it. That one, I... I, I started with it. As an adult... This one, this rewatch, I yeah. found that... I find that one to be the superior movie. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. It's a, yeah, it's, I'd say, I would also but agree. It's great. My nostalgia hits the most... 
It's weird. I really just like all three movies a whole fucking lot. My not my nostalgia hits the most for me on the first movie. So uh, we're not even it, acknowledging the fourth one. I acknowledge it because I don't. I don't really have a problem with it. I, I'm capable of suspending disbelief and saying, you know, they wanted to. And there's another one coming. They're going to do a fifth one. Um, but you're referring to Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't hate. I just I thought it was I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was on par with. I the think rest that's of the, the problem with it is that yeah, it's, it's just, just okay. It's fine. It's fine, and I don't think it was. You necessarily, can separate nostalgia out of it entirely. You really and judge can. it on its merits, and it's not as good. You really can, and it's not. I mean, and I think you could judge the original movies. I, I mean, I I like I never saw the Last Crusade, so I had no nostalgia for it. Right. And I just recently watched it and was like. That was a good movie. Sure. I and mean, that was engaging and, and p- potentially better than Raiders of the Lost Ark, I was even thinking. Well, it... it but I don't for have... For a lot of reasons, it is better than Raiders, but for me, Raiders being the first one, that's why I like it the most. Yeah. Like, I really love the second one, and I'd say it's probably my favorite, but... I could rewatch Raiders of the Lost Ark and quote it almost verbatim and still enjoy it every time I see it because it hit me at just the right time in my life. You know, there's a scene in the movie where he, you know, there's all this, there's a lot of stuff. And again, we'll get into a lot of the details about it next time when we do the Indiana Jones episode. But there's just a lot of things about that movie that that took me by surprise as a child. I didn't know what to expect, and it wasn't trope. None of the stuff no, was tropey. Not at the time. At the time, it is. It, it has is become. Now. Yeah. But that set the standard for a lot of that. Right. That created the tropes. Right. And that was. It was yeah. so successful and so good and so well done. But I really do think they went to that next level in Last Crusade and knocked it out of the park. That movie's really good. It's a really good movie. And Having Sean no Connery nostalgia for it at all, and I'm it. not even a I'm not even a huge Sean Connery fan. I right? Mean, yeah. I I'm a bigger fan of parodies of Sean Connery right. than I am yeah. of Sean Connery. You know, <laughs> I'll take so, the rapists right. for two hundred, Alex. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I think it's, in my opinion, like that. The Last Crusade is miles more entertaining than Crystal Skull. What? Which one is the heart removal one? That's Temple of, that's Doom. Temple of Doom. And that's the first one that I saw. And that's the one that that's, I have the most the nostalgia first, for. Cl- I remember watching bits and pieces of Kalima, that as a kid. Yeah. We'll rule the world. You know, and we had Short Round, who was right. just... That kid's timing I, in that movie was fucking impeccable. And like, or shit off the Goonies, too. Yes. I mean, I mean he yeah. was just And then while he retired perfect. until everything, everywhere, all at once. I don't know if he did anything between that and everything, everywhere, all at once. It but took me a I minute didn't. to realize that was him. That's him, yeah. And I was and me too. so happy to see him same. again because he was short round and because he was so good in that. And Kate Capshaw was just such a good... That's a fantastic she, movie. She, it is such a good movie. And it covers so many visceral, neat little things that like when he reaches his hand into the bugs or when they pull the heart out of the chest or the and the whole religion surrounding the stones that they're trying to save. And I mean, again, I don't want to spoil much because I know you're gonna Tyler, you're gonna watch these. Inter- from a, from an entertainment, from a purely entertainment value, that one is the one to to watch it's mm-hmm. it's exciting from the first in the first five minutes and it rarely lets up 
until the end. And I feel like, like for example, in Star Wars, it's, it's frequently said that Empire Strikes Back is the strongest of the three original. It's really the strongest of the whole series, in my opinion. In my in opinion, most too, people's yeah. opinion. But Return of the Jedi was so much fun. Yeah. You know, and it, it, that to me is... Temple of Doom is kind of like the Return of the Jedi of the Raiders of the Lost Ark series, just because it's more exciting. You could tell it's higher budget, which even the first one was, you could tell, was high budget. Sure. But this one was, the sets were more elaborate, and there was a lot of ch chase scenes and things that just really, it's very exciting. It's very fun. It's very mm -hmm. heartwarming. It's very family-oriented, believe it or not, even though we're talking about mm. people's hearts being pulled out of their chest. So, um, yeah, I could go on. I just, I love, I, yeah, me too. I love these movies. It's Raiders. I'm so excited to do this one and do this game. I played the game a little bit. I haven't played Sneak it yet. Sneak preview. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm Which one's I'm Holy okay Grail? Holy Grail. That's Raiders. Raiders. Okay. That's, that's Raiders of the Lost Ark. And Ark oh, no, 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 no. Last Crusade. Sorry, sorry, Last, Crusade Last Crusade is the one with the Holy, Holy Grail. Right. And the Ark of the Covenant is... That's yes. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. A lot My of bad. religious... <laughs> Ark, okay, makes sense. A lot of religious <laughs> things going on in these movies. In the second movie, it's more of a... Uh, the religion of the... I cannot remember exactly where that takes place, the movie... Now, I do need to rewatch it and get some of those details, but it's more of a local religion of their gods, and it's you know, not Christianity. Mm -hmm. But the first one and the third one really center around Christianity and Hitler's and Hitler's occult obsession, and the, and yeah, all the things which I think is, I mean, incredibly interesting. Like I remember yeah. being like, I remember like learning about World War II, and like you know, hearing that this fucking crazy dictator was like just trying the weirdest shit, you know? And yeah. it's like, I don't know. There's just something about that. That's like, I want to know more about, right. you know, like how fucking weird did it get, you know? Exactly. And, and he, you know, he stole so much art from the Louvre and from everywhere. And it, he got obsessed with Christian artifacts and he was stealing them. And the, the Ark of the Covenant was rumored to have, God's power stored within, you know, and he wanted that. He wanted to lead, he legitimately wanted to lead the Nazi Germany into battle with the Ark of the Covenant at the front of the of the march, you know. I mean, this was a thing. And so they kind of went and ran with that. But I'll tell you one of the things about Raiders that just really got me was the fact that the archaeology part <laughs> – uh, as dry and kind of boring <laughs> as it is, even at that age, that fascinated me. Really? A lot of that stuff was just like, I want to do this. And I, I remember going, I went to Murray State, and one of the classes I took was anthropology. And it, I actually excelled in that class. Like, I enjoyed the shit out of it. And I got probably the best grades I got in college in those anthropology classes, and I wish I'd kind of run with that a little bit more. Well, do you know why why you didn't? I took the easy way out. Yeah, I went into art, and because I already had a natural talent for that, and sure, I knew that's why I went to Murray was because of their art program. Yeah, it's a good. So art I was program. kind of on that track anyway, and I didn't really have the presence of mind to deviate from it. And I don't think I to think get into anthropology, but I wish I had because. 
I find it fascinating. I think you're selling yourself a little short because just going to school on its own isn't necessarily taking the easy way out. You know no, 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 I mean? no, no, no. Like, I don't mean that. I don't mean that to sound like it wasn't an effort and it wasn't <laughs> hard and didn't require a lot of work. I just meant that it was it, that kind of those classes, those art classes and stuff came really easy naturally. Because yeah. my teacher, my art teacher for four years in high school, basically pulled her entire curriculum from Murray State. So, because she was that a Ruth? this is Ruth yeah. we're talking about, and she was an amazing teacher. And she pulled, she was a graduate of Murray State, and everything she learned there, she took to the classroom and taught us the same. So a lot of what I learned in high school, I took to college and was like able to just sort of breeze my way through it. I had already done functional design. I had already done metal smithing. I'd already done these things. So the, the processes and the, 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 you know, the whole thing, none of it was really new to me unless I got into a field like we didn't, I did not do any graphic design at, school at high school sure. so we i did you know get into that fresh in college and that's where i spent most of my time getting my degree in graphic design that i've never ever used <laughs> to make money well whenever this podcast but, really pops off you should go back to school for anthropology maybe yeah. i i just like that stuff and i think that's where of course back when i was a kid too i got the Everyone thought that being an archaeologist and being an anthropologist meant grabbing a whip and going out into the <laughs> woods and or the forest and finding hidden idols and running from the woods around natives. here. It's we can do the woods, <laughs> find some uh, Native American burial grounds, ancient Kentucky artifacts. There's plenty of it here, but that's I just really like anthropological studies and how different cultures do things and things like that. So, yeah, that would have been a good field for me, too. But those movies really got me thinking in those terms. Like You, you know, and probably a bunch of other people, too, right? I mean, like, because those movies were huge. Yeah. And it was, like, you talking huge, about... Huge, the, you know, like huge. Star Wars, enormous. Huge. Yeah. Like, yeah, and beyond. Yeah. Because that appealed to an even broader audience. Sure. You know, everybody loves Star Wars. In 1977... You couldn't throw a rock and hit someone that hadn't seen Star Wars. You know they were all about it. Everyone. And then you combine several of the same people. Right. Right. George Lucas George and Harrison Lucas, Ford, Harrison and then Ford pull and, and John Williams. Oh, it's a perfect. And then you pull in Steven Spielberg, <laughs> and I mean, it's just like <laughs> that I mean, is a winning. How formula. the hell did like? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no like this is there's no way that movie was gonna be not at least checked out pop you know what i mean oh, like yeah. That, yeah like just the fact that it exists with those people attached to it i would think definitely but then again i don't honestly like you're older than me by a little bit i don't i don't know what steven spielberg's real big hit was e. i mean et e. yeah e. was our, my generation's biggest that one hit for everyone when did that come out was that pre Raiders? Was it that might have before eighty one? No, it wasn't before eighty one. It was post Raiders. I mean, Steven Spielberg had already he did. I'll tell you what really got him in the in the probably the minds of most people. It was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That one was if I if I'm right, I think that one was in the late seventies, okay, or like nineteen eighty something like that. This was post. Gosh, I'd have to look to be sure, but that one really, from a, I don't know what else Steven Spielberg had done before that, and so, and most people probably weren't as familiar with his work up to that point. 
until Close Encounters. And once he did that, which was also an excellent movie. Do you know he was born in Cincinnati? I did not know that. Just across the river. Wow. I mean, kind of. Sort of. Just across the river. Yeah. Here in Lexington. Cincinnati, yeah. Uh, In 1946. He's a little older than my dad. Uh, Let me go to the filmography here. I mean, I've probably seen most, a lot of his work. I won't say Okay. Okay, so Jaws... I, I knew oh, Jaws was Jaws. huge, yeah, but yeah. I didn't realize that it was so much earlier than yes, Raiders. I, that's, Jaws that's is right. 1975. That's the one. That's the one that probably really got him. There were movies there. before that, which I haven't seen, but maybe you guys have. Firelight, mm-hmm. Duel, Ace Eli, and Roger of the Skies. Nope. The Sugarland Express. I've heard of that, but I never saw it. And then Jaws, and then Close Encounters of the Third Kind okay. in 77. Okay, yeah. Uh, I had then, a feeling that it had come out right around the same time as Star Wars, so okay. Um, and then 1941, which I haven't seen. Then 1981, Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T. in 82, Twilight Zone the movie in 83. Yeah, which I guess those are good. That's a good movie. Um, a Temple of Doom in 84. Uh, he directed The Color Purple? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. He did Schindler's List. Right. That was that was a bit later. Yeah. Um, the Goonies in 85 as well. Mm-hmm. Empire of the Sun, Indian Jones and the Last Crusade. That came out in 89. Hook in 91. I mean, hell yeah. Steven, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Steven Spielberg just had my fucking number in the 80s. I, there were, I, I still wear a Goonies t-shirt. You know, I, I just... Those movies infected me. I was exactly the right age for every single one of those movies that came out. Um, he didn't direct all of those. I should have. Said I know that. he, but I know he. But was he was involved. Amblin, and, even if it was before, it was known as Amblin. Yeah, was definitely. Think out of all name. those, I've seen Hook. Have you not ever seen E. T. Nope. Or Jaws. Nope. Really? Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to recommend Jaws to you because that's one of those movies where it's like, I don't know, man. I liked it a lot. It terrified it terrified me as a kid. It's a Ian. scary movie. But it's not. It, when you're a kid, when you're a kid but, it's a but scary movie. When and you're they a had kid, never done anything like that. When you're a kid in the 80s, it's a scary movie. Yeah. Henry would laugh at that movie. Oh, for sure. Because it is like, not only is the are the scary parts not scary anymore, but it's like the dull parts are like, Extra dull by, by like today's standards. I told her, I, mean, I told Tanya the other day because she stuck it on. It was on somewhere and we were watching at it. And I was like, there's a part towards the end where they're actually going after the shark. That is way too fucking long. It is so boring and just drawn out. And I'm like, yeah, I, I would have checked the fuck out at this point as a child. Give me sharks. I don't right. want to see these people getting drunk and having... Singing sea shanties with one another. I'm curious how, like, I was thinking about this while I was watching these Indiana Jones movies where it's like, how much of the pacing was dictated by we are making a goddamn two-hour movie? Right. <laughs> like <laughs> That's our budget. We're using every minute hours, of it. At, at minimum. Yeah. You know what yes. I mean? Because it's like, I agree, like, and I know we're not doing Indiana Jones right yeah. now, but we also kind of <laughs> are. Um, this is our Indiana Jones warm-up. It's our pre-com. Our, Indi- our Indiana Jones pre-com. We're edging <laughs> Indiana Jones right up to the um, moment. Like, there are parts in those movies that like could definitely like where we're talking about their adult parts. It's yeah. like some of those serve a purpose 
and like, but they could be surmised. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, for me, the dull parts are fine now. Like, I like those parts now too because uh, I'm like, oh, this provides interesting information that I didn't have when I was a kid. I was like, get to the whip, mm-hmm. do stuff with the whip. That's still me. Yeah. Yeah. That's still me. Kill a Nazi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this time a wasting, buddy. <laughs> Ten minutes have passed. I haven't seen you punch one Nazi. You should see E.T. You should watch E.T. with mm. your children. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It's coming on Maiden Alley pretty soon. Is it? I think, yeah. Yeah, it was that was one of the ones it took like it was like eight or nine years before that was released on VHS. Like it was a huge, I remember it being a huge deal when, it when came that movie out. came out on video because and then, it was like you couldn't see it anywhere else. There was nowhere to go to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was out of theaters, and I mean, occasionally the theater would bring it back and show it for a weekend and be like, "Hey, we're showing ET, whatever." But if you wanted to watch it at home, you were fucked. You were out mm-hmm. of luck. I was let down by ET because it came out in '82 in theaters i was born in 81 so i didn't see it in the theater and then like i remember it being a huge deal like you're saying when it came out on vhs and like my mom was like real excited mm-hmm. about it she's like we're gonna get et we're gonna watch et we didn't get et i'm sure we rented, rented ET. yeah because yeah, <laughs> videotapes back then were right hundred dollars <laughs> right for one movie we're gonna watch et and it's like i remember watching et and being like that was okay <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's 1990 at that point, where it's like I'm nine years old, and it's like I mean, you were the right age, but it wasn't the right. It was time. right, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. good way of putting that. Because when it came out, it was a big deal. Oh, I know. I, was... I rode the Universal Studios ride. Uh, did you? <laughs> yeah. nice. I, I want to see the the quantum reality, the other the other path where Eminem's takes the deal, and it's not Reese's Pieces. Oh, um, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that that movie made Reese's Pieces happen. Yep, like that made. The, I mean, Reese's is where it is they, today from that. They're still around because of the money that was. What t- are they eating, Mac and Me? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Dots. <laughs> Dots. You never seen Mac and Me? Oh man, I don't think it's I better have. than ET, but in a different way. <laughs> Ask Paul Rudd. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what other movie could you see a kid in a wheelchair <laughs> rocking off a cliff? <laughs> um, possibly Silver Bullet, starring Corey Haim and Gary Busey. <laughs> uh, the Stephen King movie, the movie adaptation of the Stephen King book uh, about a werewolf. Damn, hunting a hunting a young curious boy who's in a motorized wheelchair. I don't know how I knew about this. Good movie. It sounds it sounds like an interesting lineup. You should watch the movie Silver Bullet. Give it a shot. It's a good it's good for this time of year. It's a good horror movie uh, to throw on the on the list. We always watch try to watch more horror movies during this time of year mm. obviously cuz we're approaching Halloween. It's spooky stuff, season, it's spooky Ian. Spooky season and uh, so that's on the list. Uh, always on the list. Um, good stuff. I remember uh, speaking of Steven Spielberg joints, it, Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Not a Spielberg movie, I don't believe. I think that was Richard Donner, but Steven Spielberg was involved. Yeah, he's in the credits it. for sure. I think he's producer. Uh, and you could, it felt like a Steven Spielberg movie. It had all the right 
you know that some of those movies, just some movies just have a certain feeling. Mm-hmm. That one felt like a Steven Spielberg film to me, but it terrified yeah. me because... Yeah! Was, Poltergeist was a scary it was movie. a scary movie, and I was fine until the clown scene. And yeah. the clown scene really bothered me. Yeah. Like, I had bad... I was very young, and, or too young to really be watching that movie, probably, and I was I had bad dreams about that stupid clown doll coming to kill me. Silver Bullet is Can't a 1985. Sleep. Clown will eat me. American horror film. Mm-hmm. Cool. Corey, Hale, Corey Haim, Gary Busey, like you said, and then some people I haven't heard of. <laughs> All right, yeah, I have to check this out. I mean, you had me at you had me at Stephen King and Gary Busey. Yeah, but this is like not unhinged Busey. This is pre brain on the pre, ground yeah. Busey. He's still pre crazy. All right, great. I love it. Great. <laughs> He's the fun uncle. Okay, the dangerous and fun uncle. Of the kid in the movie, and he's the he's the he's the gearhead uncle, but he soups up. He makes this like souped up motorized wheelchair for his paralyzed nephew. Gary Busey is the Daffy Duck, as Nick Nolte is the Donald Duck. True or false? If Donald Duck were sort of depressing, I guess he is. <laughs> yeah, I think he's except for when he murdered Goofy that one time. <laughs> <laughs> Should have hit him in the head, man, with that fish. Should have gone for the head, Thor. Um, yeah, maybe. I guess that works. Yeah, something out there. Nick Nolte, Beverly Hills. Harrison or, Ford. Another, another forty-eight hours and another forty-eight hours. Wasn't Nick Nolte going to be on Solo? Wasn't he like on the list of like potential Han Solos? Probably. Have you ever seen that sketch of people auditioning for um, parts for Star Wars? <sighs> Maybe on Saturday Night Live. It was a, uh, and one of them was Christopher Walken. <laughs> I think <laughs> I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen that. But a lot of people were on the list for for uh, Han Solo. Han Solo. Said I love SNL so much, but man, this next season is gonna be gonna be rough. What's up the next season? Like a lot of all my favorite people are be gone. Who's leaving? Kate McKinnon is gone. Oh, That's no. a pri- primarily big one. Yeah, Kate That's McKinnon. A, that is a big one. She was like <clears throat> eighty Bryant. I think Cecily. Str- man, yeah. Cecily, she's leaving she, too. She, she had left, but then decided to come back for another season. Oh, I didn't know that. So I I don't think she's gone. I think she's sticking around, but like. Melissa Villanueva is gone. Uh, Pete Davidson is gone. Um, Beck Bennett left last season. Like a lot of my favorite people from Keenan? the current cast. Keenan is still there. Good. Keenan, yes, he's got to keep that streak the, alive. The big man. rumor is that once Lauren retires, Keenan becomes the new Lauren. Is that right? That's, that's what I've read in multiple publications. I people, could see it. I people mean, think he's got the experience. He's been in TV. He's been his yeah. whole. He's been on life. SNL. He's been on SNL for a long. Time. Isn't he like the longest? Oh yeah, by far. Cast he passed member? Tim Meadows years ago. Yeah, and I mean that's that's insane. Yep. Crazy. Saturday Night Live. What was it I watched the other day? Oh. Something came up on TikTok. It was Phil Hartman and the Colon Blow commercial. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I had that on VHS. All the best SNL commercials. You'd have to eat over two million bowls. <laughs> <laughs> he rides up on the big uh-huh. pyramid of bowls. God, Phil Hartman. Still makes me sad. Still makes me so sad. Yeah, it's a tragedy. It was. It is. Well, I guess I also <laughs> want to say, like, um, because of my schedule change, we couldn't. 
get Scott Pilgrim to work out schedule wise. So that's that'll be on a hiatus for a little while, not permanent, but it'll be it'll probably be a few months before we get back to Scott Pilgrim. Just because um, and I appreciate everybody working because I had to pivot, but unfortunately we couldn't work it out between all of us and didn't want to leave anybody out. So we'll just wait on that one. No not worries. Yeah, we'll get we'll get back to, to it. it. Picking back up. Me too. So then this is pretty much a. To coin the last podcast, this is like a, a relaxed fit episode. A relaxed yeah. fit episode. Yeah. Yeah. Chilling. I need a the relaxed Jinkos fit. The Jinkos of Tadpog episodes. Yeah. This is good. I need I need a relaxed fit episode. So, well, if we're just going to talk, I'm going to yes, talk please. about something. I've got, I saw something so weird the other day. Uh, I've, I've mentioned on this. Two guys po- holding hands. They were right down the street. Just Nick Nolte and <laughs> Gary Busey Nolte. playing dueling pianos in a cartoon bar. It's the weirdest thing. I've mentioned on the show before how I dig vintage porn. Yeah. Have you ever like seen the- Dave's old porn? Not, the, not that Dave. Not me. But Dave Attell's short-lived HBO show, Dave's Old Porn. No. He has a guest on, and they watch... Old porn. Oh, I gotta watch. Oh that my one. god, it's it's so really good. good. Okay, because I'm really I'm good. a huge. I love the old stuff. I love a great big old bush. You know, <laughs> I'm just into it. I think. Man, we were watching uh, Shutter. Nikki and I were watching Shutter the other night. And have you heard of a movie called The Toolbox Killer? No. So like, there's. I'm so sorry to derail you, but you said bush. No, that, you're fine. That triggered like a, <laughs> that triggered a recent memory. Toolbox tool- or toy box? Toolbox. The, actually. Okay. It's about this guy, and I swear to you, this is how they wrote the movie. Nikki and I were laughing. <laughs> I think we have seen this. Because we, Tell me. We were laughing because it's like, okay, here's how they wrote the movie. Someone was like, shit, we got to write a movie, but all we have is this toolbox. Huh, what if there was a guy... And he used every tool in a toolbox. Oh, wait a minute! Way to kill wait, no, no. Did they go on like a? They go to a cabin and like a or the? It's in an apartment. I was like, in an oh no apartment no! Complex. I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of something else. And I think we did see Toolbox Killer. Yeah, I'm sure you have. It was. It's running on like one of the live. I know we things this. on. This Shutter. sounds really familiar. And man. it's like it was straight up like, um, it was one of those where it's like ah, this is like. Kind of softcore porn, but yeah. you know, it's, and I told Nikki, I was like, "This is why I got into horror movies is because as a child, this stuff would run on late night cable, mm-hmm. and this was always like a pretty good bet. You're gonna see some boobs, yeah, and maybe some bush, right? And then like thirty seconds later, there's full frontal, like early '80s bush, mm-hmm. and it's like we. Got it. We got we got Bush. <laughs> got it in we one. Yeah. I don't get I don't I don't know. It feels like you're not what I don't like it's I don't have a problem with it. Obviously, it's great. But like I feel like you're also not seeing anything. You know what I mean? It's like another pair of clothes. <laughs> it's nature sensor bar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think the whole thing for me was, you know, the first porns I ever saw right. were in the 80s but they were from the 70s sure. of some like the girl I knew down the road whose dad had this one I think I mentioned the Barbara Broadcast was the first it was the name of the first I've mentioned this on the show I know, I know it's, I it's been a minute but that was my first experience with porn and so therefore it was locked in and you know everybody in that movie had a full on bush it was just the sure. thing and uh, it's always just been sort of something I've gravitated to, but I, I love these old movies because they're the 
the scenarios in these fucking movies are so awful, but they're so awesome at the same time. They're ridiculous scenarios. There's always some, like in Barbara Broadcast, the, the opening scene takes place in this restaurant where basically you just order sex stuff off yes, the menu. Yes, now I remember. Yes, now I remember this. And the guy, I remember she orders, a, she orders like it. a number 12 <laughs> and a dude comes over and jerks off onto a bed of lettuce. <laughs> to Starbucks. Or yeah. you can order, Can I, one lady comes over, can I borrow your waiter? Mine doesn't, and then she sucks him off. And there's someone having sex on the buffet. I mean, it's just ah, wait, it's taken. Uh, yeah, <laughs> chongs. If, it's just ta- it's taking these everyday scenarios. You haven't and, been to Steak and Shake at two in the morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> take these everyday scenarios, and then it's like com- it's completely normalized and nonchalant that there's people having sex over here. That's what we expect to see, you know. And it just struck me as so. It's so. Dirty, you know, it's just like, wow, what if it were really this like is a this? restaurant owner's nightmare? <laughs> this is a health code violation. The health inspector's here. <laughs> I hope he's here to jerk off <laughs> and, not, and not close the business. So, I'm gonna make, I have to make a weird, a weird parallel here. So, please just, just bear with me. I you jerked off bu- on us in lettuce <laughs> and waited for 20 years for someone to ask for a number two. <laughs> and bought a Merkin. <laughs> <laughs> bought a Merkin. Um, we're all familiar with Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you? I, I watched a little bit of it. You know you know the guy in the wheelchair? Hef- yes. Hector Salamonk. Yes. The actor's name eludes me right now. I need to look it up. But anyway, I, the other day... He's the guy who came on the lettuce? No. Ding, 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 ding. There's a classic. You know, there's all the big classics that most people have heard of, which is like Deep Throat and The Devil and Miss Jones and Behind the Green Door. These are all names of old, famous... I've heard of porn. one of those. And these I've were all one ones... as well. Yeah. This was back in the day when porn had like movie premieres. Like they would premiere these pornos in movie theaters and have big openings for it. It was a huge deal back then. Staff hated it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, people would just dress up in tuxedos and evening gowns and come to watch the premiere of whatever. These were shot on film and they were, you know... If you ever watch Boogie Nights, you know, it's kind of like the golden age of Josh doesn't. Why doesn't Josh need to see it? He's scared of prosthetic penises. When Josh, <laughs> when Josh and his college girlfriend broke up, it was a, it was a very oh, it was God, a very I rough breakup. <laughs> I forgot about this. It's been so long. And Josh was in he was in a very bad place for for like a month or two. And early on, when he was virtually unconsolable, um, that's he when went he, into porn. He went into porn. Yeah. Named himself Duck Dugler. <laughs> you know me, Duck Dugler. Uh, they had... Called him Eggman. He used to live with McWayne, and we had uh, three other friends upstairs. It was a whole house to themselves, so they had a big house party. Uh, everybody's trying to cheer Josh up, but there's, there's just nothing to it. So he's upstairs, and they're watching movies and drinking, and everybody's partying. Shake is there in like a toga, super drunk, like... Everybody's having a good time all around, except for Josh, who is motionless, sitting on the middle of the couch, and someone puts on Boogie Nights. Well, that sounds like a scene from Boogie Nights. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's a specific scene I'm thinking of from Boogie Nights that 
Well, he's having that. Josh is having beers, so he's he's actually he ends up getting pretty drunk, and he's watching Boogie Nights to the scene where. William H. Macy yeah, walks in on his wife of. fucking all these dudes. And you see, like, I remember I'm over in the kitchen and Josh just gets up and comes over drunk and just starts crying to me like, William H. Macy is a good man. <laughs> just, uh, she just cheated on him. I'm, well, there's more to it than that. But yeah, that I get it. And I mean, yeah, I'm glad he didn't take the route. I remember he's like sick Macy's in the character. grass, like still just like... <laughs> Boogie Nights is awesome, but it's super depressing. Um, highly, highly recommend it. <laughs> it's, I know, it's, it's super depressing. You should watch it. Uh, I love it. It is a classic. Highly classic. recommend getting dumped by Josh's college girlfriend and watching Boogie Nights while drunk. But I do that. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a net win. <laughs> But back in the time that Boogie Nights takes place, which is the basically the 70s, the decade of the 70s, porn was a huge deal. It was like a big cinematic event, and people were, it was, you know, a whole new industry that was really, really taking off, especially, you know, you weren't, you had to go to the theater to see porn. There was very little, and then eventually the industry moved to home video and, you know, Stuff like that. So obviously, some the decline like guys are like, wait, so I don't have to wear a tux to watch people <laughs> fuck anymore? Oh, thank God. I just want to I'm still gonna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the top part, though. <laughs> That's just every day. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm making a point, I promise. One of, the, one of the big name movies from that era was called The Opening of Misty Beethoven. And it was a hmm. it was a pretty big pretty big deal. It got a it had all the Joel big, Schumacher. The, yeah, Steven Spielberg. Oh, okay. All that Joe. I remember showing Joe's shoes. Yeah. The opening, the opening <laughs> of Misty Beethoven, and the premise of the movie wasn't as sort of outrageous as like the Barbara Broadcast and some of the others. But this one, there there were multiple scenes that took place on an air an a jet plane, an airliner. And the airliner was, you know, the stewardesses are giving, they call them stewardesses back then, not flight attendants, were giving blowjobs and, you know, it was all the sex stuff. Do you want smoking or non-smoking? Sex or non-sex? You know, that kind of silly (laughs) silly little things like that. But the the reason I asked about Breaking Bad was because the guy, I'm I'm watching this, and the guy that, that... plays Hector Salamanca (laughs) is in this movie. (laughs) And I I saw it. He's obviously much, much younger, Mm -hmm. although he's one of those guys that... It'd be weird if he wasn't. Well, (laughs) (laughs) he's one of those guys, How'd you do that, man? He's one of those guys, though, that still looked old when he was young. Gotcha. Like, he's only... He started off looking old, and he's only gotten, like, older. Uh Uh-huh. And I got to look at his name, but I'm thinking to myself, oh, no. (laughs) Cause he's just sitting. He's this grumpy guy sitting in the in the seat on the plane, <laughs> and the stewardess walks up and asks him something. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I do not want to <laughs> see Hector Salamanca's dick. I don't want to see him doing anything. I do. Fortunately, damn for me, <laughs> it just he had like 20 seconds in the movie of just being a grumpy dude, and then that was it. He wasn't in anything else in the movie. Nothing happened except he was kind of surly with the uh, flight attendant, and that was it. 
was Sylvester Stallone actually in porn porn? Like, did a porn? Or was he like, like, like that, like where Hector was just there? I know Schwarzenegger did porn. Oh, I didn't know that. That was like what he did first hmm. before he got really big and, you know, started being in like Conan and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't, re- I don't know if Stallone was in porn. I wouldn't be surprised if he were. Yeah. I mean, you know, there was a huge market for gigantic muscular dudes back then. Yeah. You know. Mark Margolis. Margolis. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Has an uncredited scene in the famous 1970s porn, the opening of Misty Beethoven. Yeah. They mentioned here the opening of Misty Beethoven. Yep. So I just thought I just thought I would bring up that you know <laughs> he plays Mike Margolis has been in porn in the Breaking Bad extended universe. <laughs> <laughs> he plays unhappy man on plane. Yep, <laughs> yep, that tracks. Back in my day, we got blowjobs on the ground. That's true. This is witchcraft. <laughs> but it, he looks so different because it was you know forty years ago mm-hmm. or whatever, or fi- <laughs> almost fifty years ago. He looked so different. I was like, God, I, I recognize that guy. And then I'm like, I think of, I'm thinking on it for a minute or two, and then I'm like, holy shit! I look it up. I'm like, yep, that's him. Man, he was ding, in ding, 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 ding. Scarface. I need to rewatch Scarface. Apparently, yeah. It's been a fucking minute since it's been I've a seen really that. long time since I've seen Scarface. I don't actually think I need to rewatch it. I mean, I may. It's okay. Put it back on my radar because if I've, I probably wasn't paying attention to it when I saw it the first time. It's one of those movies that I feel like kind of got like. Edgelorded? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like how they say what? Joker Joker is Passion of the Christ for Juggalos. <laughs> okay. <So. laughs> oh, wow. All right. There is that scene where that, they're passing him around. That. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. I could totally see that. They hand him a Fago. <laughs> <laughs> just, or a Fanta if he's in Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I got to drop that fact on uh, Labor Day weekend. We went over to my mom's and um, we were watching. Henry is watching YouTube, and like one of the things that came up was like logos and how they've changed like through the years. And one of them was Fanta, and I was like, "Yeah, I knew Fanta was around since the '40s." <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> this video doesn't tell you, but it's Nazi Coke. <laughs> I didn't know you guys had Nazi memorabilia in your house. <laughs> This is a YouTube video. <laughs> My parents do not drink Fanta. <laughs> it's real important. They do have Nazi memorabilia, but they do not yeah, drink not. Fanta. <laughs> I don't want you to think poorly of them. Please. God, there is so much of that crap to be found in the little antique shops around here. Nazi stuff? Yes. Really? It'll be stuff that like World War II soldiers that came back and you know maybe they killed a Nazi soldier and took his... Stuff. Well, I do remember a, a 97-year-old woman that Melissa used to take care of. Like, she had where her husband was there and took a flag out of mm-hmm. Hitler's house. So, like, she's like, yeah, open my drawer over there. And Melissa opened it up. And it was, <laughs> yeah, surely to God, Hitler's like a Nazi dick. flag. <laughs> we found it. <laughs> but, no, there's a couple of places, those little antique shops downtown. There's one in particular that has, like, a whole case of stuff like that for sale. But it's for sale, and that's what kind of bothers me. This it's belongs like, in a museum. Don't sell this stuff. <laughs> get, get, I mean, if you keep it as a well, it makes me feel good that it was that it was there still for sale, 
and, and not, not just gone. gone. Like, what happened to all your Nazi Probably stuff? Probably not priced low <laughs> enough, let's be honest. <laughs> Probably not. Oh, shit. Man, I got an idea. <laughs> all that antique store needs to do is just, I don't know, open up a little, uh, open up a little booth at, I don't know, Tater Day or something. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> We sold out. You mark it up. You know, lemon, <laughs> lemon shakeups and Nazi shit. That's what it signed in handwriting. It's just written. Just marker. Marker on like the back of a box. Fanta shakeups. And yeah, with, with Fanta two liter bottles for you to throw the rings on and get it. Yeah, that's Nazi Coke. <laughs> well, hell, give me another ring. I'll try again. Yeah. It's that kind of stuff is tough though, right? Like the like the Fanta stuff and all that because it's like, I mean, we got NASA, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, <laughs> I was listening. We to, landed on the moon <laughs> thanks to the I, Nazis. I was listening to the last podcast right before I came out here where they're talking about Operation Paperclip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how fucked up it was, and and because Ben was like, what? Can you say anything good that came out from Operation Paperclip? And Marcus is like. I'd be the moon, the moon landing. <laughs> Henry's like, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> nope, that's if a- we actually did it. <laughs> that's why we only did it once. We felt so guilty about it. We're like, Nazi tech. We're talking about going back. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm, see- I'm thinking probably a build a fueling station for a mission to Mars. I, I think you just want to get that car back. <laughs> <laughs> you seen how expensive cars are in this yeah, inflation? Right. We'll go get that Tesla. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But what, uh, I guess, with all the shit with, like, Russia abandoning the International Space Station and all that shit and pulling out of everything now, so may as well go reassert some shit since Russia's down to the point where, I mean, what, they're buying buying ammunition from North Korea because no one else will sell anything to them? Yep. (laughs) Like, ooh. Real popular Russia Real popular that Russia. (laughs) (laughs) What else have you guys been up to? Anything? I've just been watching a lot of TV. Yeah. That's all I feel like that's all I ever talk about is shit that I've watched on TV. I finished JoJo again. Got through. You're the, caught up. I'm caught yeah, up. You got, I got the got new to, stuff. <laughs> through the new episodes <laughs> yeah. of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, it is still bizarre, as promised. Not an adventure anymore, though. They kind of settled down. It's kind of really not so much of an adventure, but I guess, you know, what are they going to, they're not going to change the names. So. Man, we've been watching a lot of Adventure Time because <laughs> Henry has been watching me play multiverses. He likes to watch. Okay. And um, we, like, we had been watching Bob's Burgers quite a bit, which is, is really entertaining for me because it's like so many of the jokes, like, go completely over his head. He gets he likes all the kids stuff in it, sure. you know, like when the kids are doing things, he loves that. Yeah. But I mean, there's like there's so much that's like <laughs> I'll I'll be laughing. I'll look over like, does that register? Yeah. Nope, not yet. <laughs> Give him a couple more years. But like Adventure Time has kind of replaced that because he's been all about it because of multiverses. Yeah, I've been pl- I played. I had to I had to back away from multiverses uh, for a couple of days because I played it. I played it all day Labor Day, like all day, uh, enough to level two characters up to 15, which is kind of the, that's where you stop earning stuff, mm-hmm. like extra moves or perks or, 
you know, bonuses or whatever. Fifteen is kind of the level, kind of the unofficial level cap. You can go higher than that, but you don't really you don't earn, earn anything oh. other than XP. I mean, I got like, I got Velma at twenty one and Superman at like nineteen, and it's just because they're fun just to play. You keep playing them. Yeah. I've yeah. got Velma up to nineteen now, and Superman. I Superman's the one I leveled up on Labor Day. But I started. I had man. I originally started the game playing as Rain Dog. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Which is Rain Dog is this new character that was yeah, created for the game. He's a he's uh. a hybrid reindeer <laughs> and dog, and he's this big green dog with antlers. Poochie. Okay. He's, yeah. He's Poochie. <laughs> Only he's a support character, and he's he's actually really powerful. If you can play him and figure out his move set, he's pretty hard to to beat. But I don't, and I don't know what happened. But like all day Monday, when I'm playing, I I was working on Rain Dog. Every other match I would get into, my teammate would, or someone on the other team, would commit harakiri and just jump off the side of the map. I have a theory about that, maybe, but it's weird. I don't know if it was because of Rain Dog. Maybe they didn't want to play against. They failed their will save and ran in fear (laughs) on the stage. This amalgamation should not exist as it gets got. This chimera that has been created, or my or my teammate would do it. They would just stand there, and I thought, okay, well, maybe they're lagging because sometimes they would stand there and get just completely wrung out by the opponent, and then when they come back, they'd play. Right. So they may have had a connection problem or something, and were able to get back in. I found a random I, I found a random message on my Xbox Live the other day like on my phone you know you have the app Yeah yeah I found a message from someone the from like a week and a half ago that I never saw that was like yo why are you going to let me 1v 1v2 these guys <laughs> I did not respond. I probably right. my battery probably died or something because I've yeah. got those rechargeables you switch out. Yeah, yeah. I probably battery died and I had to switch and you know he got fucking I've been destroyed there, while we were while we playing. were playing. My batteries yes. died. But he's like, "Yo, why are you gonna let me one v two these guys? What the <laughs> fuck? Like, whatever." But yeah, my teammate. But then I had the teammates that would just die, just run off the edge of the map immediately or or whatever, or just jump around and not play. I think those I'm are like, children. Probably. It's my no. guess. It's got to be ki- children. I just think they're kids who are just playing, or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just yeah. don't know what they're doing. And, like, I mean, I mean, like, four-year-olds, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, play with Rain Dog. It's yeah. fine. Here, go. Yeah. Let's do it. It's right. fine. But Mom I was, and I are going to go in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Do not come in. Just play this just, game. No, you're doing it right. You just run off. Yes, you just yeah, run. Keep doing it. <laughs> keep doing it. When you get that big thing that pops out the side of the screen, yeah, that, you win that. That's you winning. That's you winning. Uh, but yeah, I've, been, I've got the him. I got so tired of having bad matches and I was ch- chalking this. I had I was chalking it up to Rain Dog because it's just it didn't start happening to me until I was playing <laughs> as Rain Dog. But I was having fun messing with people. Like you know, I would be leveling up. I would be leveling up somebody like Superman, mm-hmm. or I've got a number of characters leveled up to fifteen now. And when I was doing Rain Dog, you know, I'm not great with him, but I would. We would win a match, and then I. But before the match starts, if you look at your opposition a lot, you can you can display these badges on your 
little banner profile before a match starts. I've so stopped looking see. at those. I have. Well, I purposely I don't like looking at them anymore. I look at them only for this reason. Okay. Because I know what's going to happen. Because like we'll get into a match and I'll look at the opponent and they'll be playing as Wonder Woman, for example, and their Wonder Woman is like level three. So obviously they're either trying to get an achievement or. Uh, they are leveling her up sure. or something, you know, practicing with this character, Learning right? Her. But if the badge will have like a Jake, a Jake, oh, yeah. a Jake badge. I know and you're it'll fighting have like next round. Eight stars, <laughs> you know, and you hover over and it'll say Jake wins nineteen hundred and seven. Like, all right, this guy's a Jake main. So we'll play, right. and then I will, you know, I like whip their ass with Rain Dog, Rain Dog, right? I'm like, okay, and they'll accept the rematch. Like, if you win. After the first round, everyone has to vote if you want to fight again. Mm -hmm. And if the next the other team wins, then you do a third as for best of three to see who's like the winner of the best of three, right? Or you can dip out at any point after the match is over. If you don't want to play again, you can. But I always know what's going to happen when I see the guy with the Jake badge that has 1,900 <laughs> wins. When I whip his ass in the first mm. round, he's definitely coming back as Jake. Yep. So you decline? To, no, because then I play round two as Velma and whip his ass as Velma. <laughs> like, I always try to keep track of that, like, to see, okay, if this guy's not main, right now is not playing his main, I'm going to play round two as my main because I know he's going he's gonna to get mad and yeah. try to come back again. I stopped looking at him. I, they, it's mind games, man. It's oh, like, it is. It's I don't even games. think I have one on mine now. I think I'm I leaving mine, but I stopped looking at other people's <laughs> <laughs> because it like it automatically kind of like sets the tone for like, oh, this person's won like so well, many it games. Gives you, yeah, <laughs> it does. It does sort of give you that. He's beat shit of a lot of kids. Uh, yeah, a lot of kids. Yeah, I'll look at him a and lot. be like, he's got eight thousand ring outs. What the fuck? No, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm pushing eight hundred myself. Nine hundred. I have no outs. idea what I'm at. But yeah, I do. I do that though, just as almost. More as a strategy, just in case, I, because I just have a feeling I know. I want to know what I got to do on the next round because I may not be good enough with this character to fight his main. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I want to, and I want to win. I hope so. we can still be friends. Sure, um, because I've been playing a lot of Bugs Bunny recently. Bugs Bunny. Fucking rules, dude! I'm not good. everybody. I know he does because everyone <laughs> plays Bugs Bunny. <laughs> 100% of the time. That's, I, I was in not, a match the other day true. with three he's Bugs Bunnies. He's, he's not nowhere near as like slimy as Superman. Like nowhere near. Like I learned Superman a trick over the weekend nerd. where it's like, yo, you can hang onto the ledge, trick people to come forward, jump up, grab them, and throw them straight the fuck down. Yeah. It's a KO every time you catch them. Like with Superman? Time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Every time. Superman a, is a fucking... <laughs> Yeah, that can be it. He's a shitlord. He's a shitlord. <laughs> he is. fun to play them. So much so, fun. So much fun to grab somebody. You grab them, and then you fly off the edge of the map, and then get right to the edge, and then punch them. There is then no coming and back then fly from back. Uh, And then oh, fly God. back. There's no fucking it's coming so back It's so much fun, because it. it's like, it's... They're working real hard to like get your damage up and everything. Like I've fucking like and you just go, thrown Ooh. dudes off the stage with like oh, 150 damage, and it's like oh, I, I threw a guy off the fucking stage the other day with 57 damage. <laughs> I managed to grab him and if just they're up high enough, man. motherfucker, and just yeah. knocked his ass out, and he was not happy. And I love playing Superman against like someone who doesn't 
someone playing Shaggy who doesn't know oh, yeah. to not charge up right yes. at the very top of the screen. Yes. That's like a fucking death sentence because they're like <laughs> Shaggy pixels has away. A, Shaggy has a rage where he buffs out, but... It takes a while for like, that to take effect. Is this a, a rage Shaggy, or is this the Ultra Instinct Shaggy? This is Ultra Instinct. Okay. This is this is him going Super Saiyan. Okay, like he hovers yeah. wherever he is. So, they'll, so a lot he, of times they'll try to go to the top of the map to get away from to everyone. get away from everyone and do their rage. Because if you do it right in the middle of the fracas, you're getting, you're going to get hit. hit. You're just going to interrupt the charge. It takes a good four seconds for that thing to fully uh, charge up, and that's a, obviously a lifetime. But if you're Superman. <laughs> so Shaggy will be shaggy up in the left hand shit. corner doing his shit. If you're Superman, you just jump, jump, and then hit left Y, and you fly. You just slowly, oh so slowly, fly over to Shaggy, yeah. <laughs> grab him, and keep flying. And I've done it. I've flown off the map holding somebody to win. Yeah, like taking the taking Ta- yeah, the death, right? Because they're at like three. And we've only got two defeat or two ring outs against us, and they're at three. So I've grabbed people and just flown off the map, and that's their fourth. And we that's what people do with Kirby. <clears throat> will inhale in mm-hmm. Smash Brothers, inhale Kirby, and then jump off. That was Shake getting mad at losing, so he chose Kirby, and he was like, "That's it, dudes. I'm just sitting here and sucking until somebody comes in my mouth." Superman <laughs> is a shit lord. Yeah, Jake but can Bugs, eat people. Bugs Bunny is a. Fucking, I I get so mad at the bugs. Bites. I'm not good with them yet, but it's like that. I'm to the point where there's like, oh, there's thing. potential here for sure. And then they like his spam down- one move and you win. You just no. keep spamming the same. <laughs> no. That's what happens to me. No, it, there's. I mean, that's what I've been trying. It didn't fucking work. <laughs> like you got to mix it up. Like, but th- yeah, the baseball bats like. His up smash is like clearly like his. It's sorry, so his up smash is his up air. Yeah, um, he hits you with a baseball. Bugs Bunny will hit you with a baseball bat. It makes that thunk noise like a home run sound. And then you'll fly up a little bit, and then he'll jump up and hit you again, and just keep fucking boing in your ass until you're off the map. Were you Unless talking you can about the down dodge and time it just right? You talking about that to me was like, yeah, he's right. That does happen to me a lot. I should learn how to play Bugs Bunny. I keep thinking I've got to do this. You got to do it, but I can't be what I what I hate. The sure, most. you can because you're gonna do a lot. Next time you fight one, you're gonna be like, because when I fight a Superman, it's like you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> I know all those goddamn <laughs> tricks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do need to play, but you're right. I do need to get my Bugs Bunny on so I can better understand my enemy. And his spike, his with the mallet. Is insane, dude. Like if you hit somebody with that spike, I mean they they're flying. I mean straight down. Like, Same that's, with Harley. Yeah, with a boxing glove punch. Well, that and her mallet. Oh She's yeah. She's got a because at one point, if you're fighting a Bugs Bunny as Harley and you knock him out with your mallet, Bugs Bunny comes back and says, "I've been I've been swinging mallets since you were in diapers." <laughs> <laughs> but. uh yeah, it's, Harley's very OP if I, you know how to play her. I don't know how to play I've her. I've gotten her up to 15, and nice. i got to tell you. you got to tell me how to play her because I don't know do. She's pretty good if you can. I, I started playing as her and like didn't immediately click, so it's like, eh, yeah, I'll move on. Um, but, yeah, I've definitely been bested by several Harleys. Gizmo comes out tomorrow. 
If you're looking for something to get you back into the game, really? it sounds like you took a little break since Labor Day. Gizmo comes out tomorrow. <laughs> just a couple of days off, just because I really played too more than I should have, and I want to play with you. Yeah. We're, our schedules haven't been lining up. I know we were going to play over the weekend, and then I was at my mom's until like ten thirty, yeah. and then it was by the time we got home, it's like I'm ready for bed. Well, and by the time you got home, I was burned. You had been the playing. Fuck out. Yeah. I had been playing all day. I just kept one more timing myself mm. into ah, holy. Hades. Yes, it is like that. And the only thing is, it takes. It sometimes it takes longer to load up a match than it does to actually play and finish one. So that can be frustrating time wise, but. I did not realize Spike came out tomorrow. Gizmo. Or, it's Gizmo. I know, right? Total surprise. Maybe one Spike's, of his moves is he turns into Spike. I don't think so. I no? think Spike's a totally different character. I think he's I think coming they, out later? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. I mean, I know why they're doing Black Adam because of the movie. Sure. They're cross-promoting with mm -hmm. the movie. They're going to do that a lot, I think. But we were looking, Gage, speaking of, before I forget, Gage and I were think, talking about this. I don't know if this was brought up. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is owned by Warner Brothers Japan. Mm -hmm. So I definitely uh, want to see some JoJo, a couple of JoJo characters show happen. up someday. I, it totally could. It might happen. Using their stand powers and stuff. I think that LeBron James is in the game. Yes, Anything can exactly. happen. Exactly. Arya Stark in the game. Yeah. Arya Stark <laughs> needs a patch. She's another one that I... She's wild, isn't she? She can be... She's wild. People know exactly how to exploit her, and she can be ridiculously overpowered and lethal. Yeah, she's she's wild. If if you're, you, yeah, unless, she's you're, wild. unless you're Velma or Raindog and can shut that shit down. Even, I mean, if she catches you, there's like... She, even if you aren't, <laughs> right. If you're Even if you are playing Velma, but like your best shot at shutting down an Arya Stark is to play one of those two characters because you've got those really good close moves that are all but unbreakable. I mean, they... They always get priority. They're super fast. They have good recovery. Yeah. So there's that. But yeah, I mean, if you've got Arya Stark and Iron Giant in the same game, it's just anything's possible. So I want. I just want to see some JoJo. They put Steven Universe in the game for fuck's sake. I didn't even know what that was, <laughs> other than this ug these two ugly characters that I hate looking yeah. at. I know the girls all. Adore Steven Universe like so really? much. I had never even Ken heard of it before Steven this Universe. game came out. Well, like, he and Garnet there, like, are characters in this game because RC AJ will put like uh, what? Because Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, Adventure Time, all in her like perfect trio, and Avatar as like all her perfect shows. Maybe I'm missing something, but the I just don't care for the character art. Like I, mm. I don't like the way he looks. I just I don't know something. It just out of all the other, out of all the characters to me, he looks the worst. I guess, but I just I they put something as I random. Well, I think his dad's a rock. So oh well, okay I, okay yeah they're all like their parents are all like universal rocks or some shit like oh. that's why they're all like Garnet Sapphire and then Steven's dad was like a rock oh, or something. Okay. So. Well, I don't Chris get Rock. it. Chris Rock. Rock. <laughs> and I'm sure, obviously, it The appeals. Rock, Kid Rock, Chris Rock. <laughs> the holy trinity of rocks. <laughs> obviously, it appeals to we All the three rocks came in a hole in the super universe. <laughs> we are the Quake Force. <laughs> but I don't know that. I, I feel like I don't know that I Rock would've... Lee. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I would have picked those two characters to be in this game. But If I don't know. come more than Dwayne Johnson, then I do not deserve <laughs> 
The Rock was starring Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, Gizmo. I'm excited. Support character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, support okay. character. With I the, do like my support character. He's got the bow. He's got the Mogwai song. Okay. Well, I'm in. I'm definitely going to play tomorrow, man. I hope it's tomorrow. I hope it didn't just completely like I knew I knew something was coming but I mean they led me to believe it was Spike because they I know they got him in the art and everything right game art and then like what was great about because Nate uh shared it in the Tadpog discord and like it was a tweet the uh from multiverses and like going there and like reading the comments the fucking salt dude oh god the salt where it's like if you don't release Rick next week I'm done Uninstall, <laughs> dude. I like, I oh, made the mistake great. of going to the multiverses Discord. Oh man, the subreddit. Oh no. Oh. I, I wonder what's worse because the Discord is fucking. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's show, awful. Man. But man, that's real time salt. You know, <laughs> we're talking about yeah, just posts is. that have received eight thousand upvotes of shit just like that. <laughs> this game is fucking unplayable. You need to nerf Arya Stark right now. And of course, they refer. They also refer to the one of the guys that makes the game. I think his name is Tony something. Okay, or now other. this I don't know. Well, the, they're one of the devs. Tony Robbins. It's not. <laughs> Probably not Tony Robbins, but one Tony of the- Romo, since he's injured all the goddamn time, <laughs> he's probably making video games. I don't know who is that? Uh, he's a quarterback who <laughs> shit on me the last season of <laughs> fantasy football. So yeah, it's to be expected. I thought it was like a steakhouse or something. <laughs> Tony Romo's. There's some sort of a restaurant. Like that. There- he was like, like the- yeah, Gizmo tomorrow. All right, cool. thanks for confirming that. He was like the quarterback for the for the Cowboys. Cowboys yeah, um, but. No, it's bad. And there's a dev <laughs> named Tony something or other, I think is his name or whatever. But apparently he is fairly responsive to people, like on Twitter, which is like, God, you poor man. Because, you know, the one or two times that he has responded directly to people messaging him on Twitter or atting him at, on Twitter about do this or can you do that or they send a coming? SWAT team to his house. Maybe. <laughs> Tony I don't know. Hun? Maybe. That may be right. Tony, did you say Hun? Hun, H-U-Y-N-H, Hun. But I guess he was really responsive, especially when the game first dropped. We'll teach him. It's in beta. Well, now every other... Just like they taught us in Tadpog. Yeah, (laughs) shit. Every other response now to someone complaining is, well, just message Tony. And it's like, no, leave him alone. (laughs) Tony's got shit to do. He he doesn't really want to hear from you. They have a they have like a five year plan for this game already. I promise you they're they're going to do it their way. Oh, but it is so awful. I mean, I will occasionally go in there to watch a couple of little videos of what people are doing in the game. Yeah, just for fun. But God, it's every other post. Yeah. It's like, I'm, this game is fucking unplayable. <laughs> I can't understand why you people don't understand that we need this nerfed and we need that fixed. And It's like, God, please shut up. I, uh, I, I don't need, they don't need to shut up. I need to stop going to yeah, that subreddit. I took one peek on the Discord. <laughs> one, one, one That's peek. That's all it took. One, and it was like... <laughs> Oh my God! It was. It was. It's like when Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> yeah. Like, Don't look at like, it. Don't look at it, Dave. Yeah. Henry and I are like tied to a tree. I'm like, close your eyes, son. Keep your eyes shut, Henry. <laughs> 
Yes. Because, uh, yeah, man, it was like a holy shit. All it is is like shit talking, like turned up to 11, man. Like just like it's it's. You know that like toxic slime that like Morty gets in when he loses. Yes, it's like that yes. in Discord form. It's like the stuff in Ghostbusters too. It no, just that's makes everyone slime. Hate. I thought that made everyone salty. Like I thought the stuff in Ghostbusters. Oh, that's the negative slime. Yeah, you're right. Made yeah, they got the negative. two different yeah. slimes just flowing yeah. right through the Discord. Uh, I just hope that Gizmo isn't as disappointing as Morty was. Man. Yeah, I haven't given Morty another shot. Me neither, but I don't want I to. I played also. against some good ones. Me too, but I don't see. I'm just not good. being like that. Good. I'm not good enough with the game to like grok out of out of yeah, Morty. No shit, no shit. But yeah, Gizmo. Okay, I'm in. Gizmo support. So I feel like, I mean, no offense to support players like myself who lo- who likes I to play Velma, but support seems like it's probably like out of the classes, it's like the easiest of the classes. I'd say it is only because I think they buff out support characters a little too much because they're support. Right. So rather than making them, you know, like the assassin class is the glass cannon of the game. You've got mm. you've got Jake, no Finn. Uh, from Adventure Time, Harley Quinn and Arya Stark are assassin class. They do really high damage, really fast, but they're also easy, the lightest, easy to hit, mm-hmm. and easy to damage, and easy to knock, easier to knock out in the hands of a somewhat inexperienced player. You can take them down pretty quick because they mm-hmm. accumulate damage really fast. And of course, then you got tanks who can take a lot more, but they don't dish it out as much. Yada yada yada, but then the support class is. I find myself not being as supportive as a support class player as no. I want to be because it's just too easy to deal fucking heavy, heavy amounts of damage yeah. with your support characters. Like Velma being my main at this point, if I had to pick one, it's her. Uh, because I mean, I have my highest damage with Velma is like at 526 in one round. On on a probably on an iron giant, if I had to guess, probably he can take the most. Zelma's damage output is crazy. It's, it's crazy. You don't even realize you're doing it mm. until the match is over and it shows the damage you did, and it's like, whoa, shit. And if I'm playing a game as Velma, and because I play two v twos, if I'm playing a game as Velma, and what I do is stay away and just do projectiles, I know immediately, like if those. The opponent, neither of the opponents are focusing on me. We're gonna win, like one hundred percent with one hundred percent certainty. If you're playing against Velma and one of you is not focusing on her, you're fucking cooked. She has you are cooked. She has a very fast, very powerful ranged attack. Two very fast range attacks with crazy range that are literally the entire length of the map range, and. If you can keep people off of you while the one charges, she shoots out bubbles of words like jinkies and Mm -hmm. stuff and hits other players and knocks them back with this. And then she's got this megaphone that you can either hit them with and weaken them and knock them back, or you can project the megaphone through your partner and it amplifies and gets them again and goes even farther. And heals your ally. And it heals them in the process 
Damn. And you can it's have wild. a perk where, like, when you punch people, like, you can punch cl- clues will come out, like little cards that look mm-hmm. like footprint or uh, they're clues. She picks up clues and gets, like, this really ridiculous special move where you call the cops and the cop car shows up and goes after the person with the highest damage and traps him in the car and then drives off the side of the sometimes map. sometimes you that, can that get that out move of it. Is, that move is wild because sometimes you have to get them when they're at sometimes really it just high gets damage. stuck on the map yeah. like i mean yeah. i was playing on uh uh and uh you know it's like this stage that has these two giant speakers on either end that can be destroyed I I used Velma's special where she calls the cop. The speakers were still there, and the speakers were still there, and the car (laughs) just in the speaker. Oh, just like it spawned inside the speaker. You just see the front of it just poking out. Like, well, that was useless. Sometimes it just hops off the side of the stage for me too. Like it just sometimes it just sits there. But oh, Canadian cops. Yeah. (laughs) But when it catches somebody. And drives off of the stage, like when it works, it's really, it's it really is nice. cool. And it's so frustrating for the other player because there's little to nothing you can do about it uh, before it drives off with them. But those clues that you spawn, if you have a certain perk equipped, your, your teammate can pick those up and heal, which was what's called with gray health. And so it like takes away, it replaces your health with like a little countdown timer of, it's almost like you get three or four seconds of free hits. It's damage reduction. It's damage reduction. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't take actual damage. It only... Temporary hit points. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. But And then when they move in for the kill, when they move in to kill Velma, to hit Velma, once they've realized that she's destroying them from across the screen, that's when you start all your close-up attacks, which are fucking nearly unbreakable. The up attack and the side attack... And the air attacks and stuff, it's its ridiculous how powerful she is. Mm. I really hope they don't nerf her because I love it's, her just like I mean, she is. I think that's going to come. I think it's, They're going to nerf her. I yeah. don't want it to happen, yeah. but right now. We'll just play her as much as possible right now. I am. <laughs> I have been. She's my cleanup. She's my almost my one guarantee of victory, almost guarantee. Of- I was telling my brother-in-law about it because, um, you know, he and my sister – they play a bunch of games, and he was asking me what I've been playing. And I said, oh, I have a lot of multiverses. And he's like, oh, I thought about downloading that. What's it like? And I said, well, it's like Smash Brothers. And he's like, is it balanced at all? And I was like, nah. No. <laughs> you ever played that, that Sailor Moon fighting game on the SNES? It's like that. Or the Warner Brothers character. It's like, no, it's not balanced at all. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still fun. <laughs> it is fun. I highly recommend everyone give it a shot. Mm. It's free. Just mm. get in there and play. Didn't Phoenix Wright in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 have some sort of mechanic where you collected like three clues? I don't remember. That tracks with the character. Yeah. yeah I, I remember, remember something about him. Like, I remember I wanted to play him, but was no good at him when I tried. Like, no good at all. Well, Tyler, yeah. you should try this one. You might like it. You might you like it. You like Smash Brothers? It. Was it? I do. I yeah, do. you'd like this. Yeah. It's, it's, like that. it's different, though, in that I know that I know that you like to play Smash Brothers like with a group where it's free for all. You can do this in that game. I just haven't I haven't done it yet. This feels a little multiverses it seems like they're trying to be a little more serious. And by that I mean like it feels like they're catering to the people who play Smash Brothers without items and you know like who mm. and like do 1v1s and 2v2s and that stuff. That that seems to me like 
if that wasn't that had to be like that had to have been in their mission statement for the game, you know, where it's like mm. Smash Brothers, but like we're gonna we're gonna try to scoop up the the competitive Smash Brothers players as opposed to uh, the party game Smash yeah. Brothers players, you know. Um, yeah, that's definitely me. And yeah, I feel like that's that's more your more your speed. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you might love it. Definitely try it. But that would be my that would be my trepidation of um re, you know, recommending it to yeah. you. Now I don't know if this is true for everyone. It was for me. There was a there was a learning curve. There was a wall that I hit that I had to overcome when I initially started playing the game of I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. Yeah, because you hadn't really played Smash. And I hadn't really, yeah, I'd never really, I've played Smash Brothers, but not seriously, mm-hmm. and I didn't really understand. <clears throat> I, I kind of went into this not fully understanding the mechanics of the brawl, that yeah. brawl-type game where you got to ring your opponents out and things like that. But I did... T- I calmed down and read like the instructions on how to play the character that I'm playing, and I feel like the moves are fairly easy to pull off most of the time. They've they've made it fairly easy, and everyone's got the same move set. You know, it's an up, down, left, right, or neutral attack yeah. on your X and your Y button. That Smash Brothers model. Okay, same deal there, but it was a little bit foreign to me. But getting into it, being a former Smash Brothers player, or if you like that kind of game, then it's probably going to be fine. It just took me a while to understand what I was supposed to do. Now I get it. Now I'm having a lot of fun because I feel like because I can win because I know I'm at least going to win some, you yeah. know. And I've gotten to the point where I'm winning more often than I'm not. Although I go back and forth. Rank, yeah, it does depend <laughs> on the day and who's playing. I mean, playing like and, the other night, I had a ninety percent win rate. How do you know that? You go into your um, profile, mm-hmm. and it it'll give you an option where you can view leaderboards. Oh, and then okay. below that, it gives you information on your recent on your recent gameplay. And they'll give you your win rate. Okay. And See, the I other, was wondering how people were doing that because I saw it on that subreddit. Um, I'm I'm in the top 1,000, and I know this should be nerfed because I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, no, how, do you, know even, more than how me. do you even fucking know that? Because I'm like in the top, barely in the top 500,000. Like, oh, I mean, like, right? yeah. <laughs> and it's, I, don't, I haven't even looked at that. I don't even know. I don't know how quick. I don't know how uh, often it updates either. Yeah. But like, but my point was the other night is like I had a 90% win rate. And it's because I was doing good. Everything was clicking. I ran across somebody online. We also clicked, and then we just played for an hour and a half together as a team. And it's like we dominated. Mm-hmm. And then it's like I've had like last night where it's like I had a forty percent win rate. Yeah, where it's just like nothing was working. I didn't meet up with it. I didn't have a teammate where we really worked well with each other. And it was just like I was having an off night. And it was just kind of one of those where it's like it goes, it swings widely from one side to the other for me. It really does for me too. Some days I'm just on fire and others I just can't, I can't even move right. You know, I can't get anything to work. So that's when I try to learn a new character. Cause it's like when I started kind of fresh. You're like resetting. Yeah. Because when I'm doing bad, it's like fuck, man. I'm gonna do bad with a character I'm good with. I might as well be bad with the character <laughs> and learn it. Might as well buy up some get some levels. Yeah. Get some levels on this character because you can do at low levels. You can do really badly and still level up. So yeah, it works that way. Oh, Yo, oh, hello. Cinnamon cinnamon rolls. Oh, my beautiful life has brought cinnamon rolls. 
Thanks. How are you doing? Good. Good. She's ready to talk about Indiana Jones next week. Yeah. Are you going to come on Indiana Jones come with talk us? with us about Indiana oh, Jones? Oh, I got a, I got a, I got a head bob. Okay. I saw what she said. She said maybe. She said maybe. maybe. Was it a real maybe or was it? uh, She does love Indiana Jones. There you go. What is that? I don't. Are you trying not to have any? Yeah, I don't. They smell really good, but I don't want any. Can I put this there? Yeah, you sit right there on the D&D book. That'll work. We're at about an hour and a half almost. You want to take a little little fiver? Sure. Some mineral break. A little pause for some mineral break. Okay. Pissing, pissing some rolls. <laughs> Back in a bit. Fuck off, Hitler. We're back. We're back. The dinosaur movie. A dinosaur tale. <laughs> with John Goodman. A.K.A. Fled Fred Flintstone. A.K.A. Uh... The Cyclops Goodman. from <laughs> Old Brother Where Art Thou. What else is he in? The Cyclops Never seen from it. Old Brother Where Art Thou. Uh, Dan, Dan Connor. Dan what? Connor. <laughs> um, is that from Terminator? Cl- Mr. Cloverfield. Raising Arizona. He was Mr. Cloverfield. Uh, he was in Raising Arizona. He was in... That every- sitcom that last three episodes where he was a gay dad. Yeah. He was the, the, toll both, the toll booth worker in Coyote Ugly because his daughter was the... Jesus, I forgot about that. That's obscure. (laughs) That's obscure. Welcome welcome back to our Dan Goodman (laughs) podcast. Dan Goodman. I just conflated John Goodman and Dan Dan Connor. Connor. Good enough. Dan Goodman. (laughs) Our apologies go out to Dan Goodman. (laughs) He was in a Denzel Washington movie. I can't remember. Fallen. Fallen. That's Yeah, he's really good in Fallen. Training day. He was great. He was great. I was in a, I was Throw a, out Ethan Hawk. Bring in John. You're thinking of Undercover Boss. <laughs> How many times on Undercover Boss do you think that the employees are like, "Fuck, I'm on Undercover Boss"? Because it like it's always seems like so like obvious to me. I don't watch it, but like clips show up, and it's like this like. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, there's this really tall, smart dude with great glasses on our French fry team. We put him in overall, so he blends in with the common man. And then he's got like a the mustache with just the chin shaved, and then like going down the side, clearly professionally groomed. And he's always saying things like, "Don't worry about it," or or he hugs somebody. <laughs> I don't know. They did it to Dippin' Dots, the Dippin' did Dots they? people here, and I think it worked. Oh, well, see, that's probably why I didn't see a clip of it, because I'm seeing the clips of all, like, the incredibly dramatic, like, oh, undercover yeah. boss tells off shift supervisor. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> now, this one was they brought in somebody else for – I can't remember. I should know this because my son works for Dippin' Dots, but – they brought him in and had him working in the factory and stuff. And I think it was like a new CEO or something, somebody coming in to help. Was it for get the them show? Back on their, yeah, it was on the show. Wow. And there was a whole episode about Dippin' Dots. Dang. But it was, it was something after, because Dippin' Dots had some financial troubles for a little while and then they were <clears throat> brought back and everything. Yeah, my was, cousin worked for him for like fine. 20 years and then got laid off. My cousin, yeah. who reminds me of you. 
Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I got laid off, and then I think he went to work for Lay. But yeah, I remember it was a it was a big thing because he worked for them forever and put everything into it. And then that sucks. But now like Dippin' Dots has been picked up by a by Icy. Oh, like they're owned now by Big a Polar Bear, much larger company. <laughs> which is, but they're apparently being left to do their thing. They're just they they were acquired, but not like overtaken and you right. know they're not like gonna outsource it to Taiwan now or something. It's just they're just under new corporate ownership. But it's like the company that makes Icy. You know who owns Icy, right? Uh-uh. EA. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in the dots. <laughs> I was hoping I misread at some point the company I thought the company that had bought them was the ones that um, made Sour Patch Kids. I was going to be like, yo, Gage, get, who, me, get me some Sour Patch Kids. Who does make Sour Patch Kids? I would assume that was like Nestle or something. I don't know. I'm going to look that up right now because it's really <laughs> important to me in this moment. And I'm going to do the, I'm going to do it Ask Jeeves style. I'm going to actually ask the question, who makes Sour Patch Kids? Dippin' Dots is weird. They took... Uh, get, so when Cohen, we had Cohen's, I told you Cohen turned six this on Labor Day. Well, we had his actual sort of party uh, the pro- the previous Saturday at Chuck E. Cheese. We took him to Chuck E. Cheese, and apparently Gage had a had a card that already had something like two thousand tickets on it because I guess Dippin' Dots took their employees all to Chuck E. Cheese for an employee thing. And they all, the way it works now is you buy time. Right. On cards yeah. or whatever. At and Kenna's can, party, that's yeah, how it was. You play as much as you can in that time, and you just, all the tickets get accumulated on the card or whatever. Well, I guess they bought one card or two cards, and all the employees were just using the same card. And they'd go around and scan and play skee ball and then scan it again and just keep it. So you had like 2,000 tickets, and they all just said, here, take these and give them to Cohen. And so we had Damn. Cohen's birthday at Chuck E. Cheese, and we did the same That's thing. Awesome. We bought a couple of cards with like an hour's worth of playtime, which is a fucking expensive endeavor, I might add. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we did the same thing. It was me and Tanya and Gage and Mandy, which is Cohen's mom, and Mandy's mother, his other grandmother. And we just we just ski balled the shit out of the thing for like a solid hour. It got he ended up Cohen ended up with like forty six hundred tickets and got himself a comb. Cohen's <laughs> yep yep between comb the Pez dispenser roll. and the erasers, but not about the uh, but the thing about Cohen too is though like he's the kind of kid who is very he's very wise for his age. He. He tends to, he thinks things through. He wants to make, like, before he will blow out the candles on his birthday cake, he will consider very long and hard about what wish he's going to make, you know? Mm. Like, the candles are melting the wax, and we've sung the song, and he is just thinking about his wish. He wants his... I don't want some evil genie to take the path of lead resistance and fuck this over. I got to think of every contingency. Exactly. So he makes his wish and blows out the candles when they're like, you know, a millimeter long at this point. But but when you hand a kid like him 4,600 Chuck E. Cheese tickets, it's a long time before we got to leave. Cause there are so being, many colors of erasers to choose he from. He was being very selective about what he wanted. He wanted to make, you know, maximize his 
loot uh, from here. You know, he could have got one big thing, but he didn't want one big thing. He wanted a bunch of little things, which is fine. That's I'll what take I a vanilla Tootsie Roll. That'll be my two o'clock snack. <laughs> yes. Right, <laughs> one jumping frog. That'll be for bath time. All right. He did get a jumping frog. There you go. <laughs> now I have to ask, why'd you go to vanilla Tootsie Roll? It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's 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 funnier <laughs> than Tootsie Roll. But why was there a specific reason vanilla Tootsie Roll? Do you know someone in your life who who prefers vanilla Tootsie Roll? I feel well, like I, I prefer vanilla the candy the the fruity or whatever the alternate Tootsie Rolls to a regular Tootsie Roll. Vanilla included. Vanilla included. But I know that's usually what is discarded. Discarded <laughs> or. or Either it's discarded or or sought out. Like one kid will be like, I was always that one kid. It's like polarized. Be one of those. Okay. But yeah. I feel like that's the only place you can get alternate flavored Tootsie that's Rolls. True. I don't see any, any other place. Oh, they have them, them at Chuck E. Cheese. I just, yeah, I just figured it was yeah. like you bought them from a Halloween candy company. I you know used what to I get mean? them in Trunk or Treats <laughs> like when I, I was little. I never in my life have seen them in the wild unless it's fucking trick or treat. Where no, it's they, like, oh, it's time for some fucking red Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> they have weird flavors of stuff of candy at Chuck E. Cheese, but each piece is two tickets. So, you know, they've got it all barcoded out now, though. So they can just like, you yeah. want five Tootsie Rolls? Beep, 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 beep. Okay, there you go. I'd like 2,300 Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> yeah. That's- you're you're like so much kinder than I am because Henry's like, what's that over there? Pointing at the counter with all the stuff, and it's like, I don't know, man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we did explain. We did explain to him like the tickets and stuff uh, when we were playing like some game they had there, which was like a coin pusher essentially. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, I remember I was like really trying to impress on him where it's like, or. You can just make money and buy stuff with money. <laughs> <laughs> you could, I don't know, like do chores around the house, get some money, buy some candy. <laughs> buy whatever you want, not just what's behind the counter at Chuck E. Cheese. That's, well, where, that's where they bar, poor people come in and barter for pizza. And that's what they give up. <laughs> you don't want to go over there. It's, He's like, yeah. I don't understand. We're not bartering for pizza. <laughs> Shut up, son. Don't rub in people's faces, Henry. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. Yeah, you got to get out of that Chuck E. Cheese ecosystem, man. They really get you. They get your tickets tied up. Convert your dollars to tickets. Yeah, man. I mean, it's. It, I'm just teasing. The, it's it fun. is. It's for it's for the <laughs> experience. It's not nearly as much as it used to be. Like as far as like what you can Sad. do. Like back in the day, there mm. were real arcade games mm. in there that yeah. you could play with mm-hmm. tokens and. Mm-hmm. It and there's something about not seeing a machine spit out a stream of tickets. Yeah. Like that was always fun. I know why they went mm-hmm. to the cards because it's probably cheaper. And then also oh, people cheaper. can't pull the tickets out of the. I was, very <laughs> I was the, yeah, I was the yeah. fucking master yeah. at stealing tickets from checking. But it's like, look, man, when you're charging what you're charging. Right. Come on. I'm, I'm going to. Or do? one bully comes over there and hits another kid and takes all their tickets. So. That is true. Well, plus, the tickets thing is not super environmentally friendly. I mean, it was a lot of wasted paper. I know they probably did something. They probably just threw them out. <laughs> probably. <laughs> they were like recycling. Let's not imagine. give Chuck E. Cheese yeah. the benefit of it. I got to that point. I'm like, wait, no. A, it was the 80s. And B, they no, They stapled them back together, <laughs> sanitized them, wound them back up, put them back in the machine. <laughs> But uh, it's it, the '80s, and we love children. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the Rat Casino. 
<laughs> but we, he had a good time. I don't know that we're going to be doing that again anytime soon. But he's six, and we've now been there twice in his life. So, you know, I suppose it could happen again. But I think he's aging out of that kind of thing. You know? Yeah, maybe. You never know, right? Kids I, I would say like it's that. more of a let's let's go back whenever one of your buddies from school is having a party, and you can get the experience without breaking the bank. Yeah, pool parties are where it's at. Yeah, like that's been like Henry's been invited to so many pool parties. Like that's been kind of the thing. That and like um, skate parties, which I think is awesome. That it's like. Skate parties are cheap. Yeah. It, they are cheap. Mm-hmm. Like Kingsway, like, like, yeah. like at the skating rink. Yeah. yeah, but it's all like been like activity-based, which I think is really neat, yeah. as opposed yeah. to like like when we were kids, it was like, oh, you having a birthday? Commerce. All right, showbiz pizza. Commerce Here we fucking come. Like yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like, I loved it, but it's like now looking back, it's like, man, my mom sat through so many of those parties with <laughs> sh- strangers, children, you know what I mean? Oh, I went as a teenager so many times where we'd ironically all go to Chuck E. Cheese for somebody's 16th birthday party. Right. So I remember doing that for Jacob. We did it for Shake. And we, yeah. I do like the pizza. Melissa well, also loves the pizza. I mean, we were talking about this the other night, yeah. but I think a lot of it is because it's like I just don't have it but like once every four years. Kind right. of you could buy it frozen. I don't, think gonna, I don't think I'm going to do that. Melissa loves the apple pizza most of apple? all. The apple I didn't know they had pizza. apple pizza. It is, oh, it I get is dessert really pizza. Good. Yep. They don't just straight up put apple slices. <laughs> Apples and pepperoni. There I mean, you go, asshole. I mean, I was on board. Maybe do apple and bacon. I mean, it's like, Apple, all right. bacon, and cheddar? Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, I'll <laughs> eat that pizza. Pizza ends and dessert pizzas are where it's at. Yeah, pizza ends. you're willing to fucking... Go into the Thunderdome for him. Pizza it gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies. <laughs> it is the pizza Thunderdome in there. Oh, the secret is. is yellow cake mix for sauce. Yeah, that's the base of all their dessert pizzas. So uh, we do we do the, see that we that do those at work it. and sell them out. Yeah, okay. So that that's the trick is yellow cake. Okay, mix. I'll keep that in mind. I get I get the heebie-jeebies and pizza in because it's like scripture on the wall and stuff. Oh, dude. It's always it's, just kind of like every other day a... is like an event youth group fundraiser so it's all just like you don't want to walk into some random church as the server for <laughs> right? the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Anna did those art. all the time oh, for really? her, her youth group. Yeah. yeah. Our art teacher, Ruth, yeah. we, she was a uh, server at Pizza Inn. Really? I didn't long, know that. For a long time. It yeah. was just a side job. While she taught? Yeah, because they don't no pay her shit. They don't well, pay yeah. teachers anything. No, so, yeah, she was, she was hustling at Pizza Inn. Um, on that side, teaching was her side hustle compared. Well, and I hated it too because we would occasionally go in there and like Ruth would come up and wait on us. Of course, the waitresses, the servers at Pizza Inn are just refilling drinks and bringing plates. They're not serving you because it's a buffet, right? But at the same time, I felt felt weird, you know? Yeah, yep. Because Ruth was a very good friend of mine, and she was she and we all really bonded with her in Mm -hmm. high school, you know. And I hated her having to wait on me and being like, don't, you, you don't you have to you do You sit that. down. You sit, you sit down. down. I'll get you a drink. Yeah, what can yeah, I get, right? what can I get That's you? how Ian worked at Pizza Inn <laughs> for four years. <laughs> I just couldn't bear to see it. She sat down and I did all the work and she got paid. That's, that's the way it should be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you want to you wanna get into, into it with some total... Plus, besides the religious artifact hanging on the walls. And stuff, I mean, it's just... it's pretty 
It's a weird place. It's pretty weird. It's a weird. It's, it's a Pete's weird place. place. It's like the reverse of TGI Fridays type of thing, where you know instead of having kooky crap on the wall, they've got a lot of just very Christian. Praise Satan! It's Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it's like aggressive. It is. It is <laughs> it's aggressively in Christian face. stuff. Like I mean, it's in your face. And it's like like they know their market. <laughs> yes. Dude, no they shit. Really do. And it's like I have no, uh, nothing against Christians, or no. if you're like a Christian-owned business. That's fine. But I mean, I think but there needs is... to be a separation of church and pizza. You know what I mean? But it does creep me out when I go in a restaurant and it's like, wow, this is like giving off like heavy, aggressive vibes. <laughs> but it... So how many for? Are you all saved or <laughs> we have different seating? We have segregated dining. We're doing baptisms today <laughs> for a 25% discount. I saw, I saw soda. Sign me up. Oh, yeah, you get a free soda. <laughs> <laughs> a free kid's size soda. With every baptism. With every, I saw a, no Twitter where, uh, a Twitter where someone was really... <laughs> you have to drink the water from the baptismal font. After your first one, you can have all that water you want, but only one soda. They got coupons that go out in the Sunday paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. I had a guy who was half hey, off your baptism. Uh -huh. pizza. I think I mentioned that the guy that owns that place, I fixed his iPhone a number of times. And oh, he yeah. would always pay me and then give me a coupon for oh. a free buffet. Oh. It's like I had like three of those at once. I was like, let's go to Pizza Inn. We're eating for free tonight. Yeah. I mean, and they're good people. They're nice, but you're not wrong. I believe it's it. just a little bit weird. It's just a little weird. That. And not to mention the fact that in such a obviously overtly Christian environment, uh, you can get into a fight at Pizza Inn. Oh yeah, easily because if people are going to be grabbing for that last slice of pepperoni or standing in the line and not moving because they're waiting for someone to bring out the next Ma the macaroni and cheese pizza. I'm waiting. They said they're going to bring it out. Well, can I go around? I don't know what I'm no supposed cutsies. to do here. <laughs> and then the dessert pizza table. If if someone is spotted, if one of the employees is spotted coming out of the kitchen with a oh, yeah. dessert pizza, it's like a shark swarm. People just jump up, you know, they leave their food unattended on the table and run to the dessert pizza bar so they can get mm -hmm. the first dibs on the pineapple pizza. And that's when the atheists sneak in and eat all the table scraps. <laughs> <laughs> Drink all that free soda. I'll never forget that one. I mean, back in high school and church, that one woman who could scream at like 40 decibels at Pizza Inn where you'd see her walk out, Pepperoni Pizza! <laughs> yeah. Just for everything that came out, just like filled the fucking restaurant with this same... Up and down, up and down, up and down cadence for whatever it was. Should we buy a PA? No, we got Betty. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Betty's louder than any PA. We've, we've priced them out. We, we can't afford a louder PA than Betty. She's like one of the uh, characters from Beauty and the Beast who's been enchanted. She actually is a PA. <laughs> and when the Beast turns human, we're fucked, man. We got to keep him... <laughs> That's what <laughs> Jesus keeps the beast the beast. Well, see, one of the other things, too, that's messed up about Pizza Inn was the fact that, like, back in the 80s, it was, like, kind of dark, pizzeria, arcade -y, you know. Yep. 
I didn't. I never ate it there. It was back like then. that, and they had, there was also a Godfather's in the Wagner Candy Company just behind it. The great really? big factory back there yeah. used to be Wagner Candy Company. Captain D's used to be over there. Yeah, Shoney's used to be in Bike World. But Godfather's yeah, Pizza, <laughs> yes, Godfather's Pizza was in a section of the Wagner Candy Company, yeah. and it was like that too. You had like the tabletop Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man, and love that shit, all that man. shit. And Pizza Inn was like that. It had kind of a nice atmosphere, and it was kind of cool. And what now? It's like super brightly lit, and mm. it's like a hundred degrees below zero in there. They always keep it like super cold. This the that environment does, that sounds nice. God's God's it's love not, will keep you warm. <laughs> it's just not as welcoming and warm an environment as it used to be. Man, pizzerias in general, I feel like I know when you said like a. You could when you said like pizzeria in the eighties, like it like totally set like a, that's an atmosphere. Yes, that does it Dark, exist. Dark red boots. Yes, yeah. everything's it's that's the way showbiz used to be. Showbiz yeah. and Chuck E. Cheese used to be like the yeah. Pizza Hut was like that. It was like a vibe that it was I almost like really a really like like when I see a British pub on yes. like TV or something. It had like that kind of like cozy vibe yes. to it. But and like I, I love that. That's the smell of pizza and the kind of dark and the red booths and the, you know, I you love Victor that Victor's Sandwiches in Murray, you still get that. Oh, is that right? Victor, Victor's is like very that? much like that. And they still have the tables with, you know, Miss Pac-Man or whatever, the where you sit down and it's Flat the table tabletop. itself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, good. At least that vibe has It still remains died. somewhere. But I remember what, someone on Twitter, just because you said the baptism, that uh, someone on Twitter was so pissed that they got a call from their child to come bring them clothes at school. It's like, why, did you have an accident? No, I got baptized. The whole school <laughs> baptized 2,500 kids. The school did? Like the it principals was, out there? Like, they pu- set up a dunking booth? <laughs> it was <laughs> a- <laughs> <laughs> they throw, throw baseballs? <laughs> Boom, you're baptized. You're baptized. <laughs> if they called it baptized, more people would want to do it. Trimbopoli? <laughs> that's the Baphomet version where you get Baphomet. <laughs> I don't want that either. <laughs> But it was a it was a private school, but they didn't ask for permission from any parents. They uh, just had like a preacher came in and had a mass <laughs> baptism for yeah. the whole school. <laughs> and so like, like oh, can you fucking imagine? <laughs> no. I mean, what? I mean, was it like a? I mean, when you you said private school, I mean, I'm assuming it's like. It may be a Christian school, yeah. but like there should be like a permission slip. There's still a certain. I mean, level I agree. Of, it's yeah. a Friday Baptist. But I'm just saying, my level of surprise went from oh yeah, yeah. way up here. No, to that's down. like lawsuits I, too. Yeah, frustrating. Right. Yeah. I mean, I went to a Catholic school for a minute, and it's like, I mean, I mean, that wasn't great. But like, you know, I can see like, I don't know. Shit's different. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Shit, shit's different. It yep. is. It is. I went to Catholic school myself. Um, did they get free soda at least? <laughs> oh, so. Probably milk back then. Yeah, <laughs> chocolate milk. Blech. Everybody get your your baptism and your chocolate milk. <laughs> When's the first time you heard the term lactose intolerant? How old were you? Do you think? Shit, it's been in probably in the last. 20 years. Wasn't Quail Man lactose intolerant? Mm-hmm. Was that like his weakness? I don't know. It had to be that. in that sort of context be the first time I would have heard that. That you would have heard of it. Yeah. But even that was like mid-90s? Yeah. Yeah. I remember in like fourth grade, there was a kid, or maybe even earlier than that, that 
but it he was allergic to milk is what they said. They right. didn't say lactose intolerant. He, he was, was allergic, allergic to, milk. to milk. So I don't I don't know. It's been in I mean I'd say somewhat recently that the term became at least in the common vernacular. I was just curious cuz it know, it's been it wasn't like a long time. It yeah. wasn't when I was a kid. It just anything. seems like something I didn't hear until a certain time and then it was just kind of like a Oh, okay. Yeah. Some people can't drink milk. Okay. I had no idea. I don't like milk. Some people can't drink it. <laughs> <laughs> we buy the lactose free milk from like great value brand lactose free milk. I didn't I'm, know. I, I don't know that. It, up, it gives me a little bit of the guts. Yeah. Regular old milk does. Maybe you're lactose intolerant. I am. To oh. a point. Well, there you I go. mean, I can eat cheese and stuff, but like, I'm not like severe, but it's milk. It's specifically. It's just milk. Milk that really products. fucks me up. Yeah. Sam and Max had a villain named Lactose the Intolerant. Oh, nice. That's uh, <laughs> we should build a D and D god pantheon. Are <laughs> <laughs> built around Lactose the Intolerant. Yakko, Yakko was Lactose Intolerant. Ah, okay. What was Quailman's weakness? I didn't. It like didn't taking say taking a shirt off or something. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but what was it? Just. Speaking, you know, not like you said, I don't like milk. Immediately, Ed Alric pops into my head. Uh, milk is bad, anything but stew. But seeing uh, what a TikTok about that broke down is like Al Ed's stature was had something to do with his with the human transmutation. Oh, really? It, it pulled so much from his own body that he was he was short because of oh. everything he put into the transmutation. Circle. Really? Huh. Yep. That's neat. Hmm. I like milk and cereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to be in a dessert context. Yeah, I do not like like I. I'll tell um, RC AJ that she's crazy because she'll just get in there, just get a glass of milk and just drink it, or make a sandwich and have a glass of milk. It's like can't do it. Has to be with some sort of dessert, Oreos, cake, cookie. Like it. Ha- otherwise, milk. No, no, I'm not. When I was a kid, I had a glass of milk with dinner every night. That was my parents. They just. I got milk. Yeah. That was it. But now it's like I can't just drink milk. Mm-hmm. I have to have it in cereal. Unless That's really the cold. only time I will drink milk is in cereal. And then I guess I'm sort of eating it. I don't know. I think we talked about this too. <laughs> so there's a doctor of mine that when I was a kid said that milk was actually a food and not a drink. I mean, doctors say all kinds of they things. They do say shit. <laughs> uh, but no, I won't just drink it now. I don't even drink it with like cake or anything. Like I'll, I, it's coffee. Anything mm. sweet or desserty, I have coffee That's with. Fair. But cereal, I will eat. How still. much? How much milk do you put in your cereal? I try not to go crazy in the mornings on breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know, I have like a small bowl. Like it's it's a small bowl. Okay. You're like making this, like a soup. I'm bowl making like size. a like a soup bowl, like tiny soup bowl size with mm-hmm. my hands, of, uh, of of cereal. So, but the so I'll fill the bowl with cereal and then I'll pour the milk until it's almost to the top. Okay. So relative to the cereal, I'd say it's close to at least one third milk in the bowl. Okay. I feel like that's a good ratio. That's a solid ratio. That way I'm just not let... Because I'm not going to pour more cereal onto my remaining milk. Yeah. Because that's just an endless circle for me. And you're I'm definitely all, not going to drink the milk I'm all of it. Well, I do do that. You if do there's that. A, if there's a little left. That. If there's a little left, yeah. I'll just drink it out. Uh-huh. Which is usually I try to... I'm, I'm all about balance. You know, I want my... 
I want the cereal gotta, and the milk to deplete to, at the same sure. rate. So, you know, I will, I, if I t- left the amount of milk in the bottom and added cereal, then I'd have to add a little more milk and then it would be a never ending mm-hmm. and I'd go through the whole box. My dad used to get mad because I'd pour the milk out. And it was like, oh, really? I'm not going to drink that. Not drinking the cereal. Not milk. drinking it. Not, I don't care what you say. <laughs> I'm not drink. I'm not drinking that cereal. If milk. you guys are lawful cereal cereal consumers and milk consumers, I am the chaoticest <laughs> fuck one. Because right, the girls, none of them will, none of them will touch it. None of them will drink cereal. Milk. I think it's just a personal preference. I don't think it has <laughs> something to do with someone's <laughs> alignment. Alignment. Yeah. Well, so I'll I'll take a huge bowl, like one of the biggest bowls I've got, cereal up to the top, and then milk. Until some of the cereal is falling out of the bowl, yeah. Pick that up. That goes back on top. Let it set. Let it set for a little while. Oh, you marinate your. Cereal. I wanted. I wanted to be. I wanted to be a little soggy. Uh huh. So then I'll eat the cereal, and there's a lot of milk left. So then I chug the remainder of the milk. Like it's. It takes me a good like four to five seconds to chug the remainder of the milk. But I. I, I like cereal milk. So like I could. I could do a milk. Sh- you know, one of the milkshakes they do where they. Have funnel the cereal, the milk through the cereal, whatever, and make milkshakes at you know various places. Yeah. So to me, that sounds the most lawful of all because you have oh, an yeah. entire ritual and you wait well, for yeah, your true. you yeah, wait yeah, for yeah, your cereal right. to get the perfect da- soggyness. I have okay. damaged my mouth on Captain Crunch because oh, yes. I won't wait. I'm <laughs> oh. digging right in. I'm crunching. No, I'm like never, ah! never wait. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> never wait. It's not Captain Crunch unless you <laughs> taste the blood. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like, there's no other way. The roof man. of my mouth is so raw. And plus, I've got this giant bump in the roof of my mouth. Right. So yeah. that was particularly cr- Captain Crunch sensitive. Same with pizza, man. I, I know I've told this story on the show before, mm. but like, I've been to the dentist before, and the <laughs> dentist was like, What happened? And I'm like, What do you mean to your mouth? Of my mouth leprosy? What do you mean? <laughs> the roof of your mouth is like, peeling off (laughs) and i was like oh yeah i had pizza (laughs) when last last night why does it look like this well because i you know ate it really hot it's like don't do that (laughs) whatever (laughs) you know my boss dentist (laughs) take your money and shut up i don't see how this involves my fucking teeth I'll talk to my <laughs> mouth roofologist about my commentary. I'll burn as much fucking skin off the roof my mouth as I want to. <laughs> Just clean my teeth and shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> also, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate your hard work. Speaking of cereal, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cereal, I I was watching I've I've started watching the Orville again. Yeah. Um from the beginning because season three finally came out and they put it out on Disney Plus. Mm. So I just started over because it's been a few years since I watched it and I wanted to get like wow fresh. It has been on for a little bit, hasn't it? Season three just came out recently. There was like a two-year gap there. I think COVID had a lot to do with that. But Paul Korn mentioned it in the Discord mm. and, uh, you know, obviously gives it very high praise, as do I. But there was this – something they said the other – I was watching one of the early episodes earlier today – and uh, God, I cannot stress. It was some joke about cereal, and I'm not going to get into and tell the joke. But I cannot stress enough how fucking funny and good the Orville is. So I wanted to 
it was it was a, he made a Frankenberry joke, and it just got me because it's, <laughs> the guy gets me. What can I say? But it, it's just a really fucking hilarious show, and I had to you saying talking about cereal got me thinking about the Frankenberry joke. I mean, I've like literally was in my truck earlier, and I thought about it and laughed. <laughs> you know, I can't remember the last time I laughed out loud thinking about something I saw on TV earlier. So I saw the one where those aliens discover cigarettes. And use the replicator to make like five thousand cigarettes. It's been again. It's been yeah. I've seen it, but it's been a minute. Yeah, for me, it was good. It was good. It made me laugh. Yeah, he was okay. I'll try to relay it. I was hoping you were going to tell he the joke. And <laughs> he he and his ex wife. The the whole pr- the first thing that happens in the show is that he. Walks in on his ex, on his wife at the time, sleeping with a, an alien. This is William H. Macy, right? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> no, it's uh, Rob Lowe. Oh. <laughs> it was a blue alien. Okay. He spooges everywhere out of his face. Blue stuff goes everywhere when he walks in. And so they divorce, and it, he gets over it eventually and finally gets command of the Orville, but he needs a first officer, and they assign her to be his first officer. Mm. And of course, there's all this tension. He keeps fucking digging at her about cheating on him and stuff, and it just keeps fucking taking every opportunity he can to dig at her about it. Well, at one point in one of the episodes, like episode three or four, they get they get kidnapped by this race of aliens that thinks they're superior to everyone, and they put them in sort of a zoo. But they use this... They use their memories to construct the cage. So it's like their old apartment. They're in their old apartment. And it, after they've been in there for about a week, uh, she's, you hear, it's a, they're not really speaking to one another or whatever. They're kind of like frustrated, obviously, that they're being held prisoner and all this. And, you, and it's silent in the room, except you can hear her eating cereal. And she's <laughs> slowly <laughs> <laughs> scraping the spoon against the bowl. And, and he's drinking a beer. And he, he's like, would you please stop? You know how much I hate listening to people eat cereal. And she goes, you're drinking a beer. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. And he's like, I'll have you know that the Germans – and she's like, you're not German. And then he goes, well, you're not fucking Frankenberry. So shut up. <laughs> the fact that this show takes place so far in the future, yet they still make jokes that are – relatable uh-huh. just makes it that much better you know i don't know that we'll still be referring to frankenberry in 400 years but God, I, hope I hope so, so. <laughs> i hope so frankenberry must never die <laughs> senator frankenberry <laughs> <laughs> that's all i mean we're we're pretty far in two hours unless there's anything else you want to i think we've done over. plenty of healthy riffing today sure yeah feels good yeah. Feel good all right, well, okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, not SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we are accepting packages, so Tadpog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, PO Box 3785, Kentucky, 42002. Uh, and voicemails, 270-883-2555. Uh, most importantly, I think we have the, the Patreon and... and Ian's toy box. That's right. Um, happy to announce that I mailed out the packages to our first, second, and third place winners from the August Patreon Rush contest. Uh, I was stuff. happy that everybody got 
the winners got in touch with me so quickly, and I was able to get those dispatched out to them. Which today. email address did they use? Uh, it was Discord that they used <sighs> to get in touch with me. <laughs> all those all those great email. Keep waiting for the <laughs> suicideboys.fun. Uh, but anyway, I did get with them. I got their addresses, which are. I have now discarded. I've <laughs> deleted, so we don't keep that stuff on file. I promise. Uh, but they should have those packages by now, uh, by the time this episode airs. So I hope you guys enjoy your winnings. Thank you again for entering the contest, and uh, fear not because we're gonna have a an- we're having another one. We're in the midst of another contest right now. But before I get into the details of that, I am going to go through our list of our who we call our executive producers. These are the lovely people who donate $20 or more per month to the show. And I'm going to start that list off with Cousin David Galino, Plinko Nick Price, Cubicle Monkey, Executive Producer Dig Dougie, Cthusius Jeff Miners, Master Cycle Baron Kevin Link, our newest Executive Producer Joseph Phillips, uh, Gamebug Prime Nathan Eaton, Usurper Grimm, Matt Gentile, a.k.a. Gentle G, Princess Consuela Banana Hammock, Flavor Trick Taryn Landon, congratulations on your marriage, Pinball Archmage Chris Edler, we're sorry you couldn't be on this episode, Platinum Member Brett Miller, Sandwich Pope Phil Hawkins, Nate from Utah, first time caller, and Drinksmith, Joey Webster. We're so grateful. Thank you guys so yeah, much thank you. for your wonderful donations. And thanks to everyone who donates. Um, all of that money goes to such a good cause. We do love to do the show, and this helps us out a great deal mm. being able to bring this high quality podcasting content to you every single week. Um, and speaking of the new donations, um, as with last month, we are running another contest. It's uh, we're still pulling stuff mm-hmm. out of Wiz and Sage's big black and yellow toy box. Um, I got Man, all kinds that of a different direction. Huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wiz and Sage's big black. And yellow toy box. Uh, I've been on the internet for a long time, man. My brain <laughs> don't Google that. filled in some blanks. Don't Google that. Remember the first time it's like, Doctor Who comes on what channel? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a lot of cool stuff that I've collected over the years. A lot of it's Star Wars stuff. Um, but it's fun, and I want to give that stuff away because I, all it's doing is sitting in a box, not serving a purpose. And I want it to be enjoyed and... Um, given to people that will appreciate it. So as a another version of last month's contest, we're not going to have three winners this month, just the one winner. Any donation of a dollar or more or an increase of your current donation as of September 1st through the 30th of this year, September of this year, um, you will be entered to win a selection of toys from that toy box. And if you don't believe me, you can ask our previous winners. This was Bovine Bear. This was Green Stash and Michael, Michael May. All won, and they're having their prizes. And I, they're yeah. all plants. All of them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> like what was the um what was the sweepstakes? What was that whole like thing? Like the Publishers Clearinghouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that yeah. all real? I mean, they made it seem real. I don't I mean, know if it was. I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean. I read a, what is it? The, like Berenstein, Berenstein Bears. Yeah. The Mandala effect. Yep. Ed McMahon was never involved with Publishers Clearinghouse. What? His, his picture was on the envelope. I remember I watched a big thing where like everybody remembers Ed McMahon being involved. Yeah. It was like he was never involved. 
Well, then why do I think that he was? <laughs> I don't, see, I thought that too. I was like, are they are they trolling me? Because I could have swore like they're showing back all like the commercials and shit. Like, look back. And it's just like I gotta look this. Uh, up. That's not right. Yeah. The dude was involved. His picture. We got those envelopes every year. The, his picture was on the envelope. It was Ed right. McMahon. Manda, uh, the Mandela Effect. Ed McMahon and Publishers Clearinghouse on Snopes.com. Here are several reasons why so many Americans think they remember entertainer Ed McMahon working <laughs> for Publishers Clearinghouse. <laughs> this is by Jordan Lyles, published May twentieth. 2022 updated may 24th so hopefully at the very end he's like jk he oh never mind found it <laughs> he definitely was <laughs> uh the claim is on snopes entertainer ed mcmahon was a spokesperson for publishers clearinghouse uh the rating is false there's no evidence that McMahon ever worked <laughs> for publishers clearinghouse well this is sort of getting into some weird like legal language because I never would have said he was the spokesperson for them, right? But I mean, surely he was involved in something. I would have expected, I would have called him the spokesperson because I remember him being on the fucking commercials. Okay, here we go. He was, however, a spokesperson for American Family oh, Publishers. Oh, okay, and okay. In, I, fair enough. In fair old enough. television commercials for American Family Publishers, the word publishers appeared much smaller than American Family. Okay, okay. Um, All right, so I had the, so that was just clever it's, marketing. It's, that yeah, we fell for everybody it. fell for it. Yeah, okay. Can you imagine being Publishers Clearinghouse and be like those motherfuckers <laughs> over there at American Publishing? <laughs> Fuck those fucking Egg McMahon. They've got Egg McMahon. We'll just say it was us. Though people will think it was. We'll us. get Carson. We won't. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh fuck. Well, our contest is also not. Uh, uh, promoted by Ed McMahon, but uh, it is promoted by your rather wizened sage. And I promise you, if you win, you will get some stuff. Now, we already have two entries for this month. Uh, Jonathan Martinez, Naj, he has entered again. He wants some of this stuff. Yeah. It's his second it's in good a row stuff. entry. It's good stuff. Big you should enter. Big supporter of my Shining Force stream. Nice. Naj. Good. He's there constantly. Yep. Excellent. And then also Joseph Phillips, our newest executive producer, uh, has, has been entered to win as well. So we've only got two entrants at this point. They each have a 50-50 chance. You want to reduce those chances? You want to get yourself in there? Donate a dollar or more or increase your current donation by a dollar or more. Uh, before September 30th, and you will be entered to win some stuff from the toy box. That's uh, patreon.com slash tadpog. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. How you guys want to close it out? Like Ed McMahon? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time. You are correct, sir. And now a dramatic reading in celebration of Gizmo being in in multiverses. What page are you reading from? Let's see. I, we need a third copy of Gremlins 2. <laughs> Please send us a third copy. We're in desperate need. I need to be able to participate in this. Ian, tell me when to stop. Meow. Did you say meow? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
40. Did you say? We'll do 49. <laughs> do you think I said meow? <laughs> what okay. am I, a cat? So it looks like they're, you want to split the page? Here's what I would love to do. I want us to, instead of doing it dramatically, I want us to just try to read it at exactly the same time in the exact same way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How much, that, the first, that first section? Just as much as we want to do. Okay. What are you doing? There's not much air in the building, sir, said the technician, pointing at quivering needles in the meters. Forrester sniffed and mentally calculated costs on the calculator embedded in his brain. At four o'clock, people go into a slump. Then then we give them oxygen. The technician... Used to, to such, such a, a cold-hearted <laughs> attitude. Used to. Used to. Uh. <laughs> we were both, I feel like we were both like used to. Used to? Yeah. It's hard. Such a cold-hearted attitude. Just shrugged. Yes, yes sir. sir. The, the oxygen knobs stayed where they, they were. were. Frank Forster nodded, nodded with, with approval and, and then moved on. on. Surveying his dominion, he looked out onto the bank of television screens and monitors, CRT screens, toggles, switches, and above all, white-coated lab technicians. There's the lab is not a word. About to say we had different editions. <laughs> How many editions of Gremlins Two, the new batch? Here they grow again. Did they publish? Although the next line's the best. Fleshy Robots. It's <laughs> our band name. <laughs> At his, his beck and, and call. And, and Frank, Frank Forrester found it good. Why eliminate the word lab? I don't know, man. Maybe why, these, why did my brain fill it in? <laughs> maybe these technicians didn't want to be pigeonholed. <laughs> Out. 